Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to NGA Podcast. I'm, I'm Lewis. I'm back. And uh, today we actually have uh, a guest with us. We have uh, Lamin Ojo, who's actually a dear old friend of mine yeah. and a, a sweetheart of a man. And he's also uh, he's also a high-level finance dude working for one of the uh, high street banks. And today we just kind of sit down and discuss our thoughts and views on uh, on money, economics, uh, how we how people manage their shit. Financial education up in here. We did go a little bit off track at a couple of points, talk about some randomness like... As we, uh, do, as we do. Yeah, man, a little bit of uh, stuff on like... Uh, I think Lamy went in on the whole gender dysphoria thing and then we talked about abortions, which, interestingly enough, actually, this is one of the few um, podcasts where I actually do have an education in something, so I am qualified to give advice on it. And so does Lamin. So the, when it comes to the money stuff, yeah. we are highly qualified. When it comes to the other stuff... <laughs> Not so, much. Not, so much, not so much. Not so much. But uh, but yeah, as always, you guys can hit us up on at NGA Podcast at NGA Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. And if you do uh, give us a, a follow or a like or whatever of our pages, uh, we're actually doing a competition where, uh, in time for Easter, one of our listeners, one of our followers, will win a artisan handcrafted uh, chocolate egg. Actually, has loads of like little artisan eggs inside it. Uh, eggs eggs. Yeah, eggs in eggs, man. It's, it's messed up. So, uh, but yeah, it's I've I've seen them. It looks beautiful. It's very expensive. So even if uh, if you're following, hopefully you'll you'll get it and be able to enjoy it or give it to a loved one. So uh, without further ado, give it up for all of us. <laughs> So we, we finally welcome Mr. Ojo to the studio today um, uh, for the rather educational topic this week. But before we get into that, I just thought I'd, uh, I'd share how I know Mr. Sexual over there. <laughs> so uh, I used to work uh, for Lloyd's Banking Group, Halifax specifically, and uh, I got sent on a course once. I don't know if you remember. And uh, it was a bullshit course because it was for helping to prevent getting audit fails and I'd never had an audit fail before and they sent me on a course to help me prevent me getting them funnily enough a week after I got back from that course I started getting audit fails <laughs> but yeah I just uh, it was funny because I spent half my time at the course bitching about why I was there and Lamin was like preach brother preach <laughs> I've got you so what's an audit fail what's, what's the audit course so what was what's happening uh, when you give someone financial advice and they they take your advice you have to document exactly the conversation you had with them, why you gave them that advice, why it's suitable to their needs, and how it's going to impact them in the future. Right. So and uh, a record. And then if if there's any holes in your advice, like it, it gets checked, people check over your work to make sure that you haven't screwed over your client. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's it's just that the company will have a set way of doing <coughs> things, and it won't necessarily be that what you've done is wrong for that client it's what you've done is wrong based on what the company at that point in time sees as yeah. what's right or wrong. Okay. So yeah, man, that's, that's how I met Lamin. I and believe, I actually think, it, I actually think, the first, I think that's the first time you've got a story wrong. Is it? Yeah. Go on. Because we met when we were doing the exams. Oh shit, yeah, I met you then once in a while. With yeah. uh, Priya was there, innit? We were doing uh, was was it pension? Yeah, no, I think, was she out hard? I'm not sure. But I, I remember, yeah, yeah, I met yeah, you one time then as well. Yeah, it was, it was about a month before that, that incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 
Snap, man, I'm getting old. I normally have a sick memory, man. I remember so much old stuff. But uh, but yeah, man, that's how I met Lamin. Lamin, do you wanna, like give a little download as to a little bit of spice about you? Um, I don't think there's much more to say, to be fair. Um, obviously, I've known the man, the, the man, the myth, the legend, they call it Houston, for a long time. I think it's what, that, it's over 10 years, isn't it? Uh, it's getting on for 10 years, yeah. Coming come on for 10 years. years. Um, yeah, uh, we live in different parts of, of, of London, I won't say the country. But um, yeah, we go, yeah, we obviously always maintain a great relationship. Uh, and through him, I've met yourself, Denny, I've met, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've met the Greek mystique. As we name him, uh, met a few other good lads, Hisham, uh, Sunny as well. So, yeah, no, all good. Um, I I work in financial services at the moment. Um, I currently manage uh, a geography for Lloyd's, as Lewis has already said. I won't go say the name, but since you already said it. Well, I said Lloyd's Banking Group, bro. <laughs> I, I was keeping it broad, <laughs> man. Yeah, they own right. bare it's companies, what it is. man. It is what it is. But as, uh, a, as a disclaimer, <laughs> none of Lamin's opinions shared in this podcast are a representation of the financial but, or moral yeah, standpoint of Lloyd's Banking Group. All of my Group. views today are my own, um, and, oh. and that's the way that I'm going to keep it. But yeah, so I've, I've, been, I've been at Lloyd's now, coming up to 10 years, I think nine-ish years. Um, and during that time, I've learned a lot, grown a lot, done a lot of things, been to a lot of places. And um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah so, to, so to kick us off, right, I thought I'd, I'd share a little story of what's, what's happening to me. Because normally when me and Den chat at the beginning of the podcast, we do a little catch up, what's been going on. Yeah. And Denny's got a hangover today. <laughs> so <laughs> I do apologise, I'm a little bit quiet. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so to give him a little breather, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll share a little experience of what happened to me today, which actually relates to finances. So uh, if you if you don't spend like 10 quid a month or whatever it is, Paying for your experience report. This is why you should do it, right? Danny's already heard this story this week. Oh, Lamin yeah. hasn't heard it yet. So, yeah, on Wednesday, I get a letter through in the post. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, "You owe Sky two hundred and twenty pounds for an unpaid bill. You've made no attempt to pay it, so it's been passed on to the debt collection agency, and and you now need to to contact us and arrange to make payment or set up a payment plan." So I'm looking at this, I'm like, I'm not even with Sky, man. This is bullshit. I'm gonna call Sky to make sure, like, I'm, I think I'm getting like mail scam or something here. <laughs> so I call Sky and given the reference number that's on the letter, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's your account. I was like, no, it's really not. I don't have Sky. Like the account that we have for Sky is actually my wife's name because we were with Sky. They up the prices, wouldn't give me the new customer deal, so I switched it to my wife's name. Like done it in hers. So um. So I was like, no, no, this ain't right. She goes, listen, you've had Sky for years, you've been paying your bill, you know, it's all good, but then you added this mobile phone September 2017, you paid the bill until June 2018, and you've stopped paying it. That's why I've passed it on to the debt collection company. I was like, is that true? I was like, nah, man, this ain't this ain't me, this ain't me. I would know, obviously, I, September 2017, I was with Virgin Media, I didn't have it. So, so I'd gone through all, all the details and stuff. Like they asked me like the security question. I didn't even know what the answer to it was because I, like, I don't have an account with Sky. I don't know why I'd have an <laughs> answer to the security question. They're like, all right, what's your mother's maiden name? So I tell them my mother's maiden name. And as we're going through this, I was like, who would know my mother's maiden name? So you know what I did? I go to them, uh, what's, the, what, what's even the address you've got? Yeah, like, yeah. is it my address, 97, da, 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 da? And it goes, no, that's that's not the address we've got. I was like, all right, what's the address? Like, well, we, we can't tell you that. You need to tell us. And I was like, well, you can if it's on my file. They're like, they're like, well, we can we can send it to you by post, but we can't tell it to you over the phone. I was like, screw it. 
I give them my dad's address. And they go, yeah, that's the address we've got. And I was like, okay. And uh, the account that is being paid out of, I'll give you the last three digits. I give them the last three digits of all seven of my accounts. And they were like, nah, none of them. And I was like, okay, what about the correspondence, the email? And I give them my dad's email because I know that. And he goes, yeah, that's it. I was like, nah. I was like, okay, I'll deal with this. So I put the phone down, go down to my, around to my dad's house, who I haven't spoken to in like four years, banging on his door. I was like, man, he step out. I'm going to kick his ass if you give me any bullshit. I'm so angry. He didn't come to the door. And I knew, I knew he was home. So I leave my voicemail and I'm like, I'm at your front door. You better bring your ass out. I'm going to the feds. This, that, the other. Go home. Ten minutes later, I get a knock on my front door. It's my dad. So I pull my front door shut behind me as I step out into the drive. And I say, you ain't coming in my house. <laughs> right? You talk to me in the damn street. Right. And, uh, and my dad was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've always had this guy in your name. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, since you left. So then the penny dropped, right? I've called up Sky to cancel when I moved out of the house, at which time I was amicable with my dad. This was like eight years ago. Right. And... Uh, and then he's called back up and said, yeah, yeah, actually, I don't want to cancel with you guys now. Keep it going. Keep it going. But I'll change the account details the and account, that, yeah? So They're all like, all right, cool, so cool, cool. Continue with the account details. Yeah. So, and and <clears> because <throat> the answer to the security question is, what's your mother's maiden name? That's his late wife's yeah, maiden name. He knew it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they asked, what's your date of birth, your address? He knows all that stuff. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, this is chilling. <laughs> so then, but then I go to him, look, you know, you took out a mobile phone contract in my name. You know, this you're taking the mic. Da, da, da. He's like, yeah. no, I didn't. He goes, look, a phone did come to the house. Uh, it was a package. Normally you get mail, but because you don't come around, I just throw it in a bin. He goes, but uh, but you got a package. So I opened it to see what it was. I saw it as a phone and I sent it back. So I was like, all right, well, you've got nothing to worry about then because next people I'm going to the police. So he's like, all right, all right. He goes, look, if it was anything else, if like, you know, my brother, he said, you know, your brother orders fights and stuff. So if there's anything like that and it hasn't been paid, I'll pay for it, but you know, if you're saying it's a phone, it's got nothing to do with me. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, be gone from my driveway now, man. I've got to go work. So, uh, so I call back up Sky, and then they, I'm asking bare questions, right? They're like, yeah, the the mobile phone was being paid out of the same account as the Sky. So I was like, right. So he just came to my door and lied to my face. I was like, fine. So later on, I call up the debt collection agency just so that they know not to, like, I'm, I'm just going to say to them, look, it's being investigated for fraud, give it a couple of days, if you are going to, like, if you're thinking to escalate this to bailiffs or whatever, just wait a few days yeah. and we'll find out. Yeah. And uh, and they goes, yeah, yeah, we've got your details, yep, you owe us 200 something quid, yeah, yeah, uh, it was paid about an hour and a half ago over the phone. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you don't, you think that's going to get you out of it? Because now my credit file's messed up. Because yeah. I've got default bills on my name. Yeah, sure. So I have to get that sorted. And I'm like, if he came and said, you know what, it was me, I'm sorry, we saw it out, and he saw it out, it had been cool. Came to my door, lied to my face. Next person I called was the police, and I reported him for identity theft. Did you really? Yeah, bro. Because you know what, if your own dad can steal your ID to take out a, a phone contract and then not pay the bill, you don't give a fuck, so why should I? So I'm like, nah, I'm coming for you too. I'm coming for you too. And I'm going to pursue it as well, like, because they said not all, uh, not all cases, when they, because they, it gets handed on to a collection agency, mm. uh, sorry, to a, a reporting agency, then they hand it over to the Met, and they said the Met decide whether or not they will investigate. Right. So, uh, so I was like, no, 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 they will investigate. I'll call them up and pursue them relentlessly. I'll be like, look, <coughs> there's clear evidence it was being paid out of his account. 
it was registered to his address. Yeah, so I'm like, like there's no reason why you can't pursue that. You have proof, evidentiary proof that this guy has been mugging me off. And yeah, I know he's my dad, but still, there ain't no excuse. In fact, it's the opposite of an excuse. So yeah, man, peed me off. So, so that was my, my, my quick lesson today as to why it is I shouldn't have cancelled my Experian report reminders because I'd have got an alert straight away. So yeah, man, that, that was me. Which, I've, I've, uh, I'm still, still subscribed to Experian. It's quite useful. And particularly recording and stuff like that. Do you know what you can do? It's expensive, but... I was just going to say, because you don't have to. I, I've got something called Clear Score. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Clear Score's free, and it's free for life. And huh. it's exactly the same um, information, I guess. Okay. If anything, if not more. And they let you know when your report is due. They let you know if anything happens. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, a pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty useful. I'm not trying to ruin business for Experian, if Experian are listening. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I understand that there was even a potential merger and acquisition that was going to that was going to happen where Experian were potentially looking at if I think it was Experian looking at potentially buying ClearScore out but that, that didn't go ahead so okay. I wonder how they make their revenue then ads and sell-ons sell so yeah. in the application that I've got in the application that I've got they offer you things like loans and then they obviously with competitive companies and stuff and I think because if, from a reputation point of view if you're going through a, uh, an agency like that you're probably going to be you're probably going to have a bit more confidence in the terms and conditions of the financing that you're taking. They also do things like coaching as well, um, but they offer you all sorts of stuff like loans for cars, if you want it, credit cards, good mortgage people, this, that, and the other. So it's, it's obviously, I, I've not used any of that, but it is, it is, um, it's, a decent, it's a decent application. It's a decent application for sure. Hmm. So any of you boys any, ever had anything dodgy occur? Yeah, I have. What happened to you, bro? Oh, I actually had the straight old identity theft. Someone, I don't know where I used my card. This was years ago. I don't know where I used my card somewhere. And um, lo and lo and behold, I don't even know why. I think I was going to send a payment, maybe an international payment or buy something online. I just went into my account randomly. This was before the days when we had the the um, the apps on your phones. So this was like the first iPhone generation one when all of these banks were still kind of trying to rush to get the applications on iOS and Android and this and the other. And I logged them on, on my on my computer and. Um, I noticed that £480, I think, went to a, to a guy called Mr. Tam. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to name him because the cunt tried to, tried, to, tried to rub me. Oh, sorry, pardon my French. No, you can swear, man. Good. This, this is R-rated. But yeah, but they ended, up, they ended up finding him, apparently. I spoke to the police about it and um, obviously went to the bank, spoke to them, spoke to the fraud team. They obviously credited me my money back because they obviously could clearly see that it wasn't, you know, I didn't send the money and it weren't. I didn't send it to myself either. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, the police don't know they actually caught him. They caught him in Elton. <laughs> in where? In Elton. Oh. Weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. They caught him literally down the road from when I noticed it because I went into the bank and I, and I, and, um, then I went to the bank the next day. I think I was, I was, still, I was still training. So it was a while ago. Um, and then I said, look, this is what's going on. And they said they're going to credit the money back and then they credit it back and then they phoned me and said, yeah, we actually caught the guy. Beautiful. So, yeah. Justice served. What about well, you, Dan? Um, I had a sm- not, uh, maybe last year, year before actually, just a small incident. Um, a couple of dodgy transactions on my credit card, but um, I actually got alerted to it because the credit card company actually called me up, so they wanted to verify. Yeah. yeah the problem was there was actually about three, and the one they called me up for, they stopped it from actually going through, but there was already a couple of others. Um, they credited everything back but it was the, the I'll tell you the frustrating thing I ended up cancelling the credit card because I just thought this was stupid so on that credit card I used to pay off 
the full amount every month. So basically what they said was, if they hadn't sorted it out before my payment date, they were gonna take all of that money Right. And then I'd have to wait for it to be paid back. Um, but I was like, you already know that it's a... It's say, a that, say that again. So basically, imagine like every month, rather than minimum payment, I used to clear off my whole card and it was just like by direct debit. Yeah, yeah. So let's say there's £500 worth of fraud on there yeah. from a free transaction. They could clearly see that these were fraud, free fraud cases. Right. Um, they call me up and they wanted to query all these things. But wherever they're in that process of... Um, Investigating. Yeah. But I think one of the payments they could block, and because of how the other payments were, they had kind of already gone. Right, 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 right. But what they said, although they recognised that they were fraud and I would be refunded, yeah, I would have to wait how long it takes. So when my let's say my payment date is in three days' time, mm. they were going to allow to come out of my own personal bank account my all money, the money to all of out. the money, and then wow. I've got to wait for it to be cleared. And I was like, that's dumb. Just put a hold on it. Yeah. Or I was like, well, worst case scenario, stop it. That's what I said. So I said, okay, for this month, then can you can you do um, just well just take out the minimum payment, then, isn't it? And then that's, that's less hassle for you having yeah, to pay yeah, back later. Then, yeah, because then you're, you're paying off money that you've actually legitimately exactly. used and then obviously they can bring it back within the night. And the exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, after going a little bit back and forth and being told they can't do that, um, they did it. <laughs> oh, so they, oh. <laughs> so they did do it. But what they actually done was just change my thing to minimum payment. So the next month now... You just got a minimum payment. payment. Yeah, so they, I was just like, you know what, just cancel the whole thing. This is a bit silly. Yeah, fair so, Yeah. That's messed but up. But other than that, um, yeah, not not nothing major. So less than one people keep your keep your eyes on your mm. on your credit score. Watch up, watch out for yeah, the dodginess. Definitely. I came across an example of really poor financial mismanagement recently, and it was so bad to the point where it was like I wouldn't say bad, but it was just quite it was surprising because I didn't know that people would get people could get um, done this way. So basically, what it is, anybody listening, if you're thinking of buying a house, or if you have a house and potentially wanting to release money from it, please take note, yeah? So basically, there was, um, there was a guy who called me up completely random out, out of the blue, um, and he called me up for advice, and he's, not even advice, but just my view on something. Um, now, he wanted to pretend, he wanted to remortgage, he wanted to take more money out of his property to potentially buy other properties and this, that, and the other, but he'd recently then, he'd recently been stumped by a rogue mortgage broker. Um, oh dear. Yeah, I know. Um, but this is the level of, this is the extent of it, right? So the mortgage brokers talked the guy into putting the house into his son's name. Yeah, 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 imagine it. Into his son's name. And I think it was, was it his son and his wife's, yeah? Yeah, so taking him off. What he's then done, what he's then done, is because obviously mortgage brokers, anyone who's ever done it, they, they, they pretty much are involved in, you know, they can be involved from, from, from initial conversations, application to conveyancing and this, that, and the other. So this guy, anyways, he's been entrusted to take care of it all. But they wanted to release the, I think they had 200,000 pounds on the property at the time. The property was worth about 500K. They were taking it up to about 350, yeah? But would you believe, so the mortgage broker, what he's done is, as the mortgage is going through, he's tampered somehow with conveyancing. Now there's a lot of people in the mortgage, in the mortgage game that do this sort of stuff or that can do it where basically what they do is that they, they, they would do the business with a lawyer or a solicitor that they would be pretty good with in hope of getting a bit of a bit of a drink, you know, a bit of, bit of a kickback. But basically what, they, what he's ended up doing, he's ended up remortgaging the guy's house for 350,000, yeah, mortgage. Yeah. But as the funds are paid out, he's ended up taking 50K. 
Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ended up taking 50K. So the guy's legitimately got a mortgage of 350,000, which is what he wanted in the first place. But the problem is, the guy's now got a 50K debt that's not gone to the lender. It's gone to, sorry, it's not gone to him because he wanted to take the money out to do other things in it. Oh. So the guy's legit, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird. He's legit, well, it's not legitimate, but he's run away with, a, with, with Has he got cash. any chance at recovering that money? Cause... He's going through the legals of it now, um, but it's got to such a point where he's not been paying his mortgage for a year. Sure. Yeah, so they've got a, but, but it, it sounds worse than it is from that point of view, because what they've got is an arrangement with the lender, and would you believe the lender, <laughs> this is the other bit, the lender's not even a, like a specialist lender, it is a, it is a, how can I best describe it without, without giving away? Not a high street detail. retail? Not even, it's not a bank, Online? it's not a high street, it's, no, it's, um, huh? it's, it's pretty much a guy that's set up, that does loans. Oh snap, yeah. a little independent financer. A little independent financer. Um, so they've gone to court, the court have said, well you, you know, you should have been a bit more careful and you should have potentially sought other advice and so on. Um, and they legitimately have to give this guy who's lent them this 350k money back but they haven't been paying for it for a whole year yeah from that stuff like i could understand them going look you know there's this 50 grand we need to sort out but the other 300 grand you owe what you owe man you owe what you owe exactly but obviously this guy is now stuffed because instead of getting 150k out you got a hundred thousand so he's been stumped um and now he's gonna have to pay for a debt that to, to be honest with you when he told me about how the guy even sold it to him i said I'm not being funny, but you should have. Uh, there are so many red red flags in what he yeah, was saying yeah. to you. Like, he, he, maybe I'm talking from a position where I'm a bit more educated than it because obviously this is my area. But I'm I still get surprised as to how people get talked into doing certain things and just not checking. Yeah, I get surprised as to how people get talked out of doing stuff. Like when I was setting up investments for people, I'd sit down with them, explain to them like. The, the consequences of not taking action, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't do anything, this is you in 10 years, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. And they go, yeah, that makes total sense. And go, all right, let's just let's just let's be clear. This is it all laid out in black and white. Do you understand it all? They go, yeah, 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 I understand it 100%. I need to do this. And you go, all right, I just want you to take this away, think about it for a few days, come back in next week, sign it up. we'll sign it up. Get, get and they go, all right, cool, cool, cool. They come back in next week, they go, yeah, do you know what, Lewis? Um, I was telling my mate Steve, who, yeah, I, who I, I sit down in the pub up. about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know oh. he's really not sure, mate. He thinks this is bullshit, and uh, and yeah, so I I think I'm just gonna give it a miss, mate. And it's I was right. like, wow, your mate Steve must be a fucking genius then. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I've I've had it with people. I've gone, I've I've gone like, do you let your mate Steve fix your car? And they're like, well, no, he's not a mechanic. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, so why are you letting him fuck with your money? And people don't get it, man. And, and I'm like, if if you're not qualified to talk on something, yeah, don't yeah. talk on it. Don't like that's it. And I've had people who know, who know, fuck all about financial markets, right. try and have conversations with me, and I'm I'm just like, just you need to stop, because any respect I had for you as an individual is slowly yeah. fading do away. Know, do you know what it is though? Money's the one thing that touches everybody. Yeah. Money and oxygen, right? Is the one thing that touches everybody, regardless of your industry regardless of your age regardless of who you are yeah and i think it's the one because a lot there's a lot of people who have a lot of money that actually don't know a thing yeah about yeah it, right and there's a lot of people who have money that have genuinely strategically built the money through smart shrewd yeah. investments yeah. and i think what you have at the moment 
is, is you have people, and because I, I, I used to be in the same position, Lewis, and I, I always tell people, I always say to people, look, never take advice from from somebody who doesn't have to live with the consequences of the advice that they're giving you, right? And that goes True. both positive and negative, because a lot of people you, will try to talk you out of doing something. Number one, they've got no alternative. And number two, yeah, if that thing all of a sudden goes to the moon, you, what, are you, what are you gonna do if you're mm. not if you, if you haven't got in and got involved, yeah. right? Equally the other way, you know, especially when we used to talk to people about the importance of protection. You know, people would rather give you fifty thousand pounds and say, Benny, yeah, invest that for me, than mm. give you twenty quid to protect themselves and their family. And I still to this day do not understand the logic of that. So you wouldn't give me twenty and there's certain times I'd be there and meet and I'm saying to that client, so let me just make sure I like the fact you've listened to what I've said on this side. But you wouldn't give me twenty pound a month of your money, bearing in mind you've got enough disposable income anyway, right? To protect you and your family for hundred grand, two hundred grand at the time, but you would give me fifty k out of your savings, which would then leave you another fifty k left to invest in something that I'm telling you potentially could have a bit more could have a bit more yeah, variance yeah. and variables in terms of its results mm. because the results that we used to give people is what it's five it's five years, right? We used yeah. to talk about the last five years, but always use that one disclaimer that the last five years is so the, the next five years is not indicative of the last yeah, five years yeah. and obviously the markets can do what it can do yeah. as we've seen yeah. in recent in recent time but i still find that mentality like it's it's just unusual and i think there's something in the uk at the moment where or even in just been in, in england for a long time where people just don't believe in insurance mm. That's exactly I, what I, I just don't say. understand that. but do you know what? so let me let me let me give you an example right this one i used to use and then he hasn't heard it obviously I've, I've explained it to you before because oh, right, okay. when obviously when we we're in the when we we're working together we're I, I, I speak it to you one time yeah so let's say then you've, you've gone for a job interview yeah and uh and they said you know what then we we love your attitude we love your enthusiasm we want you on board we've got two possible packages for you right <laughs> number one package number one we'll give you 50 grand a year right but no sick pay okay. none not a day zero or option number two we give you 45 grand a year we give you five years sick pay, right? Which one would you like? Five years. Five years. If you become long-term sick, we will oh. pay up to fifty percent of your salary oh, right, for okay. five years. Okay. Which which package would you like then? I'll go for the sick pay package. Awesome. Okay. So what you just told me is that you'd be willing to give me five grand a year to have your income protected for up to five years, right? Right. Yeah. So what's five grand a year divide divide that by twelve? What's that? Forty-five quid a month, something like that. Uh, Oh, uh, four hundred and fifty pound a month. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So I say, cool. The good news is, right, I can I can do that for you. It ain't gonna cost you that much, bruv. It's gonna cost you three hundred quid a month. And what we're gonna do is, a hundred, like let's say three hundred, two fifty of that is gonna go into a savings account. Sorry, five grand a year is a month plus four is four sixteen. Four hundred and sixteen. Right. So let's work actual figures. Right. So let's say. 316 of that money is... I feel like I've just been hustled. Check this. Hold up. You haven't. Hold up. Hold up. 316 quid a month for that is going to go into a savings account that we're going to set up today and and you're not even going to know the details of it, right? Like, you don't need to, right? We'll set it up. We'll set up a standing order that goes into it. It's it's yours. It's in your name. You can access it in emergencies, right? So what's going to happen is over the next few months, you've got instant access to money should you become sick. And it will last you for a couple of months until this insurance policy that I'm gonna set up for you starts paying out, because there's a there's a short delay period. I can't remember what the the term it used is. To be, uh, it, it was 13 weeks. Yeah. So for that 13 weeks, once you've but that's reported because it, your employer will naturally support you for that minimum period yeah. of time. Yeah. Right. 
So, so it's, it's designed not to replace your income, it's designed to supplement your income. Yes. Yeah. The Association of British Insurers will not allow you to have an insurance policy that will pay you 100% expenditure yeah. for a period of time. And the good news is then, once you've, like, let's say for example, three months worth of your outgoings is six grand, once you've got more than six grand in that account, you can start taking money back out of it. You can stop paying into that and you're just paying £100 a month, which is only £1,200 a year. So it's great. You still earn it. You're still earning forty-eight thousand pound a year. Easy. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Once I break it down to you, though. <laughs> once I break it down to you, now you're like, now you're like, fuck! I just told this guy I will give him four hundred and sixteen pound a month. I don't want to do that. But then what do you do? You but you do want to do that. Yeah. But you don't want to do it. But then what do you what, what do you do when it gets to that point and and, and the clients then realise okay so that means I'm and they start doing the maths because don't forget as well whenever you're in financial services we we're almost trained to reverse engineer numbers and we're trained to think about it from a stripping down point of view. General people calculate things adding up. So you add up the cost as opposed to you don't, as, as opposed to you don't factor the cost of not having that particular service mm. into your mind. Does that, does that kind of make yeah, sense? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. would always say, okay, cool, it's gonna cost me a 50 pound a month, which is 600 pound a year. Yeah. Or, if, but the way Lewis did it, you were very prepared to say, do you know what, cool, you're right, I'll take the 45k, I'll take five 5k less if it meant I had the security. Yeah. So we always go the other way. But at that point, you would then, drop, you would then jump in and say, do you know what, Danny, the good news is, it's not, it ain't yeah. going to cost you 100 quid. So at that point, you say you feel like you're being hustled, right? And to make it even worse, I'd be like, it makes perfect sense, right? And you'd say, yeah. and I'd say, only a dickhead would not do this. <laughs> right? Oh, and that is why... And that is why I've been signing these motherfuckers up all day, <laughs> right? But, and that's the thing. But it's the fact. And the thing is, yeah. I could do that. I could do that all day, right? And at not one point would I ever feel like, oh, I did that person over. Of course no, I didn't. Good. I provided you with fucking financial safety net. Yeah, yeah. And this is what people don't realise, man. The, the, the basis of financial planning is protection. Yeah. Right? I've got insurance. There's a, there's, a, there's a saying in boxing, protect yourself all times. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. <laughs> boxing, you can't win a fight without punching someone. <laughs> right yeah it's a it's a it's, a, to... it's an attacking sport yeah you have to be defensive in your attack yeah do you know what i mean and, and what, what people don't realize is similar to the martial arts that you guys are doing do you know what I mean? or what you guys have done yeah, yeah. it's no martial art is designed to be uh, to be 100 attacking yeah. mm. do you know what i mean it's designed as a form of defense against an aggressor do you know what i mean and i just think people in this day and age don't understand and do you know what i find Lewis, i find it's getting even people are getting more and more I don't want to use the word um, um, they're getting more and more unaware more mm. and more unaware I did an insurance policy for myself the other day you didn't I want didn't, to say ignorant innit? I was going to say well, I didn't want to be like sceptical no it's not even scepticism okay. because scepticism is something that's based off a, knowledge a different notion yeah it's based off right, some kind okay. of knowledge or something else people are just choosing to be blind ignorance let's just call it what it is right? yeah. you know ignorance is bliss you know I always just say to people all the time the terminology, the, the, that whole saying, ignorance is bliss. If you're ignorant, you're happy. Yeah. Bliss means happy. So what I've realized recently is that people are becoming more and more like happy to just go through life without any sort of clue. And I didn't, I, I got my, you know, I, I got my brother to do an insurance policy for me. Well, he actually just topped it out for me. But it shows how serious I take it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've got, I'm insured. Well, my total insurance package is over a million pounds. Now, I might be worth it. I'm slipping, man. I've I got think, kids. I've only got a quarter of a mil. I think I'm worth a lot more. But this is me thinking to myself, I don't need to touch that then for the next 20 years. 
Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If, if you factor in inflation, so I'm, and I'm happy to pay for it now because the reality is, is that no one knows where we're going to go. Do you yeah. know what I mean? One of my one of one of the guys that works um, that that I, I supervise, his dad has had a kidney transplant midway from the early early late the week late not last week the week before midway when I saw him on Monday, he told me that it was all going well. He phoned me on Tuesday. He said he had to he had to rush home. Oh, Text me last night. His dad's passed away. Do you know what I mean? It, the, the reality of life and I you know what Lewis is giving you an analogy as to how I used to talk to customers and to clients what I always say to people is look would you cross the road about looking left or right of course not everyone would do you know why because you train kids not to yeah. but financially you're doing that all the time right. if you're not set up properly because there's four the, the, there's, there's four pillars of financial planning protections first you need to protect what you have in order to build do you know why because building like I said most people add up right if I said to you Denny how long would it save you to? How long would it take you to save fifty k in cash? Okay. Then he tell you about two weeks. You're probably balling out of control. <laughs> you people. Yeah. But you, but you, 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 yeah, would, you but you would give me a time frame. Right. Yeah. But the reality is that life doesn't work on your time. So it doesn't work on your plan. Right. So God forbid. God, you know, I was to always talk bad about the past, never about the future. Right. If you died yesterday, and you had that plan, that plan is never going to be realised. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you still got yeah. to go out and still spend time to earn the money to get to where you've got to go. Right. But the reality is, is that if you were, if you were protected, you could almost go into that situation thinking, you know, if, even if I don't achieve it, I'm still going to be all right because I've still got this safety there. Sure, yeah. And financially, people are walking across these financial roads without looking left or right all the time, especially people who've got things to lose, like family, like property, like assets. Mm -hmm. You know, you should have everything protected. Mm -hmm. now, my estate's not worth a million pounds at the moment. Well, getting there close I think but right, bro. you know but, but I'm just saying you know, I'm telling you you know yeah. when, you, when you look at plays trains automobiles if you want bro everything. you could just get your dick yeah. out right now <laughs> if you want to show everyone what I'm you did not quite <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't even but that's what I'm saying there's, but there's a lot of things that I'm realising people just don't know and I'm actually thinking and I'll, and I'll talk to Lewis and I'll talk to yourself Danny offline about potentially something that I want to look at okay. but only if something else happens but that's, yeah. that's, that's right. a conversation for, for, for okay. another day alright so, so let's like if we rewind a little bit, yeah, Shoot. and just think about when you're young. This is what I was going to say. Right, Go on. What What are the things that you wish you knew when you were 16, 17? If I was talking to my 16, you know what? Yeah, but. Stole my fund, I was going to do that. Um, Sorry, if I was talking man. to my 16 or 17 year old self, shall I tell you what I'd say to him? There, was, there actually wouldn't be a lot that I would do different. Do you know why? Because I've been on a journey since I was 16 of acquiring knowledge. So was, one thing I would say Go on. Is, is just do it. Be, be, be brave. If I was talking to Denny, I'd say strap up, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, That's deep. Only listen. joking, man. Shout out to me. I'm much love. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but yeah, all I would say is just be brave. Execute. 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 Don't, 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 don't worry about the cost. Don't worry about failing. So, so my thing, my thing that I'd have, I wish I'd have said to, to my teenage self would, would just be like realise the lack of value behind material possessions. The lack of that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. when I was, so you when I was like, money or stuff, you didn't need to. when I was 12, 13, bro, I was working six, seven hours a day after school. I was working a full-time job, basically, after school as a teenager. Where's that then? Let's I was reporting for child labour. It was my dad, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I basically. Yeah, that's why I trying to get. Yeah, that's why I trying to get. Listen, on, on the real though, in, in all honesty, yeah, I never. It sounded like I complain about it, but. Being honest, it taught me the value of hard great, work. Great education. Yeah, yeah. Great I mean, education. so what I used to do was I'd get home from school, I'd jump in the car with my dad, it's a 45 minute work, uh, drive to these uh, offices, 
and basically oh, our clean offices. Yeah, you clean. Yeah. 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 So I'd I'd like hoover the communal area. I'd go around. I collect all cups off people's desks, chuck in the dishwasher, clean the kitchen up. Go around with a hoover again. Maybe empty people's waste paper bins, whatever. But I'd do that until eleven o'clock at night. Sure. That's why I fucked up so hard at school, bro. I didn't do one piece of homework. But oh, I actually did alright at school, to be fair. But um, at that time, I was like twelve, thirteen. I was earning fifty quid a week. Money. Which for a twelve-year-old, yeah, bro, you have no idea how many pair of trainers I had, yeah, how yeah. many Nintendo sixty-four games I had. Yeah. I was going mad. By the time I was eighteen, I had no money though. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. yeah. Spending. And if you think that's you know that's what's that, uh, two and a half grand a year mm. when I'm up to the age of about fourteen, then I started earning more money because my dad was like, "You're a bit older now." He he had me working all day on Saturdays as well, so I was getting you know four hundred pound a month at one point. Uh, and Crazy. then and then when I turned 15, 16, during the summer holidays, I'd work full time, yeah. like during the day as well, and I'd earn three, four hundred quid a week. So I was getting paid, yeah. right? I was getting paid much more than any of my, my people at school, and uh, I, I had no fucking money, bruv. I've, I had no savings, because I had no idea how to manage money. Yeah. My dad didn't know how to manage, manage mm-hmm. money, clearly, he's ripping yeah. off his son now. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I was just... I just wish I knew to stop spending money on stupid shit yeah. when yeah. I was younger. Because yeah. all that nice shit that I had when I was 15, yeah. 16, it's gone. And I don't care about it. Yeah. I don't miss anything that I had when I was younger. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's, what about you then? Strap I up. Would, <laughs> no, I would probably just say, just try and understand money. Like the whole financial side of things. Yeah. Both, And that, that kind of comes into sort of both what you're talking about, understanding like, uh, protect. Oh, I can't say protection after he just gone. <laughs> he's killed you. He just he's he's killed, killed you. you know. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> I mean, protecting your assets and you all that kind of stuff. Um, just trying to get. Just trying to get. Um, uh, I'll just try and understand that at a much younger age. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important. I think one of the things, though, and this is kind of comes off of this, was how because I do have a daughter. My daughter's seventeen now, and I'm always trying to get her to start thinking about money to start trying to understand things. And even, I actually used to give her homework from when she was like 11. I'd just give her a word a week, like, next time I see you, I want to, I want you to be able to tell me what compound things, like compound interest. Right. Next time I want you to understand. I always used to do that. But that was, the thing was, that was when I started getting into um, understanding, like, I probably, probably late 20s, really, when I really sort of started getting a, a grip, grip on it. <clears throat> and um, so I was like, and then, then realizing how important it was, that was when I started, started trying to say, right, you need to understand this now, the sooner the better. But it's still one of those things, how do you convince, because I definitely think she's much better than I was mm. at that age, she's 17 now, but it's this, I still see her doing things, and I'm like, come on, yeah. like, just if you trust me. Like, yeah, do you know what it is? I'll make you rich. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, do you know what it is? And, and I think you make, you make a good point. The, the answer to that, I think, is, is you can't. They have to. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think, because yeah. and, and, I'm doing it with my niece. My, my niece yeah. is two. <laughs> right? Yeah. Every time I see her, I'm talking to her about numbers. And, I'm, yeah. and, I'm, and, I'm, and when she's, I said to my brother already, when she's like four, mm. I'll start reading financial press to her. And yeah, start yeah. making sure she understands what stocks or shares yeah, are and all yeah. this other stuff. Do you right. know why? Because it's, you see your brain, yeah? your mm. brain is wired in such a way that once it, once it catches onto something, there's something called um, uh, um, I forgot what it's called now. I think it's like the, it's called a theory of recency or something like that. But once your brain catches onto something, it then 
automatically would recognize it again even if it's not been displayed to them in exactly the same format yeah. it'll just be it'll just be linked and one of the things that i realized because i've done like a schools program i've done, I've, I've been into schools where i go i gave like seminars and to, to kids around um i'll tell you a story about this as well um when when i was when i just came out of university this was back in probably when i was 22 before i even worked at a bank so was that 1986 <laughs> <laughs> nah. if i bought it if i was that point when i'd be multi multi millionaire oh, okay. but um those are those 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 are the good years but um but yeah and i used to go into schools and teach them how to start businesses and how to write business plans okay. and that sort of stuff and funny enough i was playing golf one night yeah at the i just like a driving range yeah with one of my mates who fun enough i talked to you about a project that i'm working on um in a second where we're building an application a mobile app yeah um we're really excited about it um but i saw a guy who looked quite familiar but obviously he was when i when i first met him he was like 13 14. he's now like 21. all right and he came up to me and said oh are you are you learning i was like yeah like i, I said to him i recognize your face but i can't remember where I'm from and he said oh don't you remember you came into school and and you taught us how to start businesses and what we need to be thinking about and would you would you believe that this kid started a business and these businesses turned over like 10 to 12 grand a month that's uh, sick yeah i know and i was like oh, fucking, I'm, that's unbelievable that's oh, well done man hook yeah. me up let me in well, no, that's what it was, i just thought to myself you know what that's the value of, of information yeah. yeah like when you yeah. give someone the information at yeah. the time and, it, and if it if they catch on to something with regards to that information they're only gonna. They're only gonna do good. They're only gonna do something, with it, whether it's good or bad. Or not, yeah. but they're only gonna do something with it. So when it comes to like, educating people younger, the only way that you can, you can't. You can't almost gauge how good or bad they're gonna be, and you can't almost predict it. You have to let them make that decision, yeah. Yeah. and you have to just power them with the, with the information to yeah. make that decision. But what you then need to, I suppose, as a parent, got to rely on is that you've raised them in a way where they are mature enough to deal with these decisions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. money, because Lewis and I are both educated by the same banking institution around financial services. Yeah. We have very similar views on finance, um, but we could equally have very different views on finance mm -hmm. just because Lewis is Lewis and I'm, I'm, I'm me. Right. And it's, a, it's similar to politics, you know? Yeah. People only see politics from their perspective. Mm. No one ever feels, thinks about the great and good of the country. Everyone yeah. thinks about what does Brexit, what's it going to mean for me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Am I going to be better off? Am I going to be worse off? There's going to be people out there that's going to be better off. People out there that's going to be worse off. Yeah. But finance is one of these things where, because it touches everybody, I think everybody should talk about it more. It's yeah. only in the UK that yeah. we don't. We have this stigma about you shouldn't talk about money. I don't think it's a stigma, money. bro. I think it's just a cultural thing. Like One of my things that I'm thinking about, <coughs> especially with my kid, is for him to understand like income, outgoings. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Most kids... If you could ask any kid, do you know how much your mum and dad pay for their mortgage? Roughly? Nah. Do you know roughly how much your mum and dad earn every year? No clue. Nah. No, no idea. Clue. Do you know how much the guy who works in Tesco's 12-hour shift, do you know roughly how much he earns a week? No clue. What about the guy who manages the, you know, the, the IT department for, I don't know, lease plan or, or, you know, some company like that? Yeah. No, no idea. Clue. No, no clue. idea. They've got no idea because <clears throat> parents don't feel comfortable sitting down talking to their kids about I money. I don't think parents get it. Partly that maybe, but also they they just like oh I don't want to stress my kids out with you know what's going on because everyone's stressed about money right. But why why do you think that is? Why do you think we've got a culture of like not disclose? I mean because you're even kind of taught like in work don't disclose. Yeah, don't kind of, tell you what you earn because yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so I kind of get, yeah, yeah, I can't get it what in work. <laughs> I can't get in work. But why do you think we've got a culture of that in this country of like don't really talk about money, don't really 
talk it. Do you know what? Do you, is it because, because, no. Do you know what? My theory is, and this go is going to be a very outlandish statement I'm about to mm. make. It's very, it's very blanket. I don't think enough people know. I don't okay. think enough people trust their own knowledge. And I think the people that do trust their own knowledge and the people that know are the people who manage money brilliantly well. People that there's a lot of people who could do more with mm. their money, and I think everybody's probably in that camp. Yeah. Right. But people don't realize you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you, yeah, do you yeah. understand? Because a lot of people do things the way their parents did it. And you know, mum and mum, mum and dad might have come from Jamaica. Mum and dad never had any credit. All of a sudden, credit's the credit's the devil, right? But what you don't realize is, is that having credit helps you. Yeah. It helps you get further. Yeah. You can't understand what I'm saying. So there's a lot of people that just don't know. And I think the, the I think passing it on is a problem. Yeah. Because it's not something that everybody learns. It's like if you was an architect, would you would you pass on all of your knowledge as to how to build a house to your kid? Yeah. Again, even that, would you? It would be a it would be a conversation you need to have with yourself psychologically. And that's the thing. Do you I, know what I mean? I think part of unless it unless you're my mum, who's a, who's a medical professional, and turns it flooded my mind with how to make sure that I don't fucking die early. Do you know? Um, <laughs> Which is a great thing, of course. I love you, mum. Thanks. One of the other things I think is that we have very much so like keeping up with the Joneses society massively, massively and even if you look across like for example one of the reasons why the car industry in the UK especially is so uh, hev- like European car industry is so heavily dependent on UK business is because we do a lot of financing in the yeah, UK yeah. people don't finance so much in it's Europe finance capital of and here's the thing our culture mm. keeping up with the Joneses mm. You might want to drive a nice car, yeah. but you don't want to let people know that you're actually barely living hand to mouth each, each month because you've got to make your car payments. Yeah. Everyone wants to be seen as doing well, yeah. but meanwhile, they're indoors eating baked beans three nights a week because yeah. they can't afford to, to pay rough. for shit. That's rough. So I think part of our culture that way is, you know, you want to be seen as doing as well as possible, mm. even if you're not in that position. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, people were almost like more proud of the fact that they were struggling. Yeah. They were like, listen, man, I ain't got nothing, but I'm hustling my ass off to get what I can. And I'm, I'm proud of what I've got. Yeah. See, I think, I, I think there's also this ideology of, um, of, or no, there's a lack of, um, there's not a lack of money discussion. There's a lack of investments minded mm. discussions. And again, I, I, like I said, I, camp- I campaigned for a while trying to get this into the schools because the schools should be teaching this. My school tried to teach me this. I remember my, my maths teacher. You know, my, my maths teacher was my form tutor, right? Which is fucking sucked because I saw him every morning and I had to see him at maths as well, <laughs> right? Um, but I remember we did this class and I forgot, I think it might be called Human Studies or something like that. Or it's, something, it's called DT or something. Just And it weren't design technology. It was just like an hour that we had with him every week. And I'm not being funny, for four years of that, four and a half years of that, he just let us piss about for an hour. But there was towards the end of leaving, to wanting to leave year eleven, is when he started teaching people about this is income, this is outgoings, this is this, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, at that point I, I was like, okay, I kind of know that already, but that's a bit boring. So again, you know what, I mean? like, more teach, what it should be teaching me is how fucking not what money is, how it fucking works. But here's the thing, I mean, you so, so you, your background is Nigerian, right? It is. Nigerians are are. If you look at the the culture of of certain countries, yeah. Nigerians are hustlers. Very much. So. Nigerians are very, very good at like they're very entrepreneurial, very good at starting business. Yeah. But, like, even not necessarily a bad thing, but even good at scams. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, no, they're, they're very creative, ingenuitive. Yeah. Need to hustle, need to get money. Yeah, not not that I agree with scams. And again, I'll use that as a disclosure. Yeah. Obviously, we work on financial, so I, I completely do not. Yeah, but if you got that mindset to hustle. You're gonna know about those things a lot earlier than someone that doesn't. Yeah. And again, like the culture of, 
the country that you're in obviously nigeria is a generally a, a poorer country than the uk in terms of like how people live on a yeah, day-to-day basis living, yeah. yeah so everyone's almost every day it's at the forefront of your mind how can i improve where yeah. i am now do you know what whereas we coast a lot do you know do you know do you know what yeah. i think and it's, it's funny you say that because this country's only been sim- where it is if you look at if you look at the history of the united kingdom it's only been this way since i, I believe it was it winston churchill who said that there's no point of being able to rule the waves if you can't flush the wells of your own sewers. And when you think about Churchill, it was around 100 years ago, 100-ish years ago. Yeah? This country's only been at the point where it's kind of developed properly, where we've got running water in houses, where we've got, where we've got um, the sewer system that actually physically things go down yeah, and it's really flushed up. It's fairly recent. Victoria, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, fa- yeah, it's, it's fairly recent. So I think, for me, what this country did wrong was what this country did best was one of the things it's, it's screwed with, i.e. comfortability, the welfare mm-hmm. state. It created a class of people who could get by without necessarily, if I'm honest, trying to aspire. The, when you go to foreign lands and foreign, foreign countries, we, we have no welfare state in Nigeria. If you don't earn, you don't eat. If you don't go out and, put, and do something, you do not survive. You are physically not able to live. It's very, um, it's very Darwinian <laughs> in that, in, yeah. in, in that sense. That's interesting. Do you know man. what I mean? And I think part of the UK's problem, which is why America equally is not really like that. America's got a bit of welfare. It's got, it's got a big welfare system, but it's not like, it's not like it. Here, you could physically get away with having children and not working. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, some people do it so well, where they live better than you, that you're hustling and you're grafting and you're yeah. working. Do you know what, bro? I had a conversation so, with someone and they said to me that they really wanted to go back to work, but it was going to cost them too much money because yeah, the they were getting I've, more I've money so on benefits. Times. I've heard that so many times. I've heard so so I, I said this to someone. Someone said this to me. This was a friend. I won't say their name. And they actually took my advice as well. And what I said to them was, that's going to be the case for you now. And you're going to be a bit in five years time. Mm. You'll still be on benefits and it will still be a bit of a struggle. Whereas if you were able to get a job, you take, might take a hit for the first year. But then next year you've got the you climb. You, you climb. That's exactly it. Mm. So five years time, you will have. You've got the opportunity to be in a much better, better position, position yeah. than you would be if you did just stay on benefits. But what you're saying, I do hear it a lot, and it's it's. I think I think as well. There's also that fear thing, isn't there? It's easy for people to stay comfortable than to Massively. go into a, a, a new thing. Shout out Joe Rogan. I, 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 I listen yeah. to the guy all the time, and one of the things that he says is, is that. And it's not just him, some other people have said it, but they've said that people, human beings, learn through cases of massive trauma, right? Okay. If you're comfortable, comfort zones, you'll never develop, you'll, you'll never grow. You know, people go into the gym, anyone who's doing anything that's worthwhile, that means that your body needs to evolve or you have to do something different, it hurts. You know, like my, like my brother always says, there is no growth without, without, without pain. You can't yeah. grow a bicep without going and doing a bicep curl, potentially aching for a day, and then going back and repeating it. There mm-hmm. is no growth, and I think, Society at this moment in time is in such a state yeah, where um, the socio-economic condition of the United Kingdom at this moment, the way that things are, forget London, because London, London, London is like, it could be a... It's it, own country. It, it's a market on its own, yeah. It could be its own mini country because it's so self, self, uh, yeah. self-fulfilling self in terms of how things work. Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient yeah. as well. The rest of the country is in a significantly different space. Yeah. And there's people up north, and I was watching this documentary the other day, there's people up north at the moment who could work but choose not to yeah and not even because yeah. they could earn more of benefits but they physically choose yeah. I don't want to spend my time doing that and I find that 
inconceivable to think about it because I just don't understand how you want to be like everybody else. And this yeah. is where maybe that's where my, my Nigerian attitude's from. Maybe that's where I'm from. I just don't I just don't get that. Why would you want to be like everybody else? It just so makes no sense. What's your view then? So obviously being in the financial, I, I wonder if you, if you know this, um, this 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 new idea that's been bandied around quite a lot lately about this um, sort of social minimum wage, this social wage. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I I do. The, I've heard of it. Where everyone's given a certain amount of money made like 14 grand a year yeah yeah universal basic income universal basic that's the one and what what do you think of what do you think of that then number one bullshit bro um i think from an edge i think if i'm if i'm looking at it from a um i don't want to use the word communist but if i'm looking at it from a uh, a unilateral point of view mm. i can understand why you you would do that okay however yeah if you're going to do that you need to do it within with education so right. it's it's not a it, it allows everybody to never, I suppose, fall below a certain level. Mm. Do you know why? But it does not mean that, I think if they did it, then, then inflation has to go up because it means that right. you have to make well. things expensive. So people have to that's, more money. So that's my issue, yeah. right? This The whole idea is flawed because people haven't taken into account the free market. Mm. If you're Coca-Cola, and you find out that everyone's got 13 grand a year more money. You go, okay, well, now it doesn't cost a pound for a little bottle of Coke. It costs one pound 30. No, it costs three pounds. Yeah, three yeah. quid. Fuck no, it. No. You guys have got 13 grand extra a year. Or, you can get your you know payers. What? Do you know what, though? No, no, no. But do you know and what? you can't regulate every single no. company in the, well, funny the, enough, the you operates. You know what Coca-Cola could do? Go on. If everyone's now got money. <laughs> Physically, go make it make it cheaper so they sell more units. They could, they could equally do that. Yeah, they could they do. Could they won't. So this is this is this is um, obviously most of the conversations around that are in response to like automation and um, yeah, sort of robots but, replacing but you humans know, type thing. If you think about like the industrial revolution, yeah, there was a huge hoo ha back in the day of you know we're all losing our jobs. There's going to be no jobs for people anymore now that you have factories and you have um, uh, lines going, you know, manufacturing lines and stuff. We're all going to be out of a job. Yet here we are, a hundred, nearly a hundred years down the line from industrial revolution, and still everyone's got jobs. Like we, we no, move no, on. record low employment. Yeah, we move on. We we find more things, and generally, because the economy gets like the economy gets richer mm. through innovation, <laughs> so you can pay people more money for doing less work. Those people become more materialistic. Therefore, you need more products and services for those materialistic people which provides jobs at the lower end of the spectrum. Let's reverse engineer. Danny, what did you just say just now? Um, with regards to... You said something. What did he say oh. when you were doing this at all? Like the artificial... Oh. Oh, we've got it's an automation. Yeah. No, after that. Oh, I don't even know. Record low... Oh, record low employment. Record low employment. Unemployment. This is the problem as well. Do you know why? Because the metrics that we were using to measure income... Yeah. We just changed ...needs it. to change. The right. problem is, if you look at... Um, if you look, there are people, okay, someone like, and I'm going to just throw his name out there because there was a conversation I had the other day. Right? You, have you guys heard of K, KSI? Yeah. 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 YouTuber? Yeah. Does he have a job? Yeah, kind of. No, no, no. no, no. Okay. Does, he, does, he, does he have a job? He doesn't have a day That's job, no. Right. He has, he has no job, but he's a millionaire. He has a business. Right. He has an income, but he I has, would say he has a job. Precisely. Right, okay. The, the metrics yeah. that we, you need to use to, to measure this yeah. needs to change. You know why? Yeah. Because we're in, we're in an economy and a society today where you can make a living yeah. without necessarily being employed right right yeah. so low employment can actually be counterintuitively counterintuitively be a really good thing because it means that there's more people creating new industries emerging into new markets doing new things yeah right so statistics don't always 
formulate the yeah. basis of, of supporting that argument because the argument should be looked at. Are people richer or poorer? Right. right? Yeah. If we're yeah. if we're richer today, okay, what is it that we've that we've done to be rich? And we need to try to understand that. Mm. And how have we done it? Or if we're poorer today, why are we poorer? Right? It's not because people aren't quote unquote in a job in a bank in a yeah. in a hospital or whatever. Yeah. You know, people are still able to, to fend and live. And I think for me, there's a lot of things that from a socio-economical point of view, there's a lot of things that they, that, need, that they need to look at today that are just ubiquitous everywhere. Internet is pretty much ubiquitous everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, Laptops, once upon a time, it was like a big unit in the, in the corner of your house. Yeah. Now it's like you carry a bloody laptop on your phone. Pretty much. Much, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they need, to, they, need to, they need to look at the units of, um, the units of, 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 of or the metrics they use to account for it properly. Mm. But that's, again, that, that's, that's a really good political spin though, isn't it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, yeah, one yeah. party will tell you, yeah, but it's record low employment. Yeah. Okay, but what, what, why don't we look at G, GDP instead? Why don't, why don't we look at gross domestic product? Why don't we look at our, how much we're spending? Why don't we look at sales? Why don't we look at things that are going to give us a real, and again, true and aurora, again, aurora the, information? The, the lack of knowledge. <laughs> if you say there's record low unemployment, yeah. people have an people idea. People think we need to create more jobs. But we might not. We might be. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you say there's record low unemployment, people go, well, everyone's working. If you say there's record low employment, they say, well, we need to provide more jobs for people. If you say GDP is low, people go, I ain't got a clue what that means. means. If you say, um, uh, let's say you're going to raise the the CPI by 1%, Mm. most people, do you know what the CPI stands for? Something. I do. I See, can't remember. do you no, know what it means? It'll come to me. Yeah, yeah it'll come to yeah, me. So it, that's, yeah, so that's the thing. Price index, isn't yeah, it? and what is made up of? Yeah, you know, people don't understand that. Mm. People don't understand yeah. what APR is yeah. and how APR is not necessarily the same as the fixed rate of interest that you pay. Yeah, APR and fixed interest don't necessarily cor- correlate. Oh shit, no. There needs to be massive. CPI. Massive no, there's another one, another index you hear about more on the news. Uh, consumer price index. Yeah, that, oh, that's that, CPI. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. See? <laughs> Dumb motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, RPI. That retail. Yeah, 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 retail yeah, price yeah, Just took, it, took, it, took a few seconds. RPI is like, the one that they use generally that's when they yeah. talk about inflation. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a good example, right? Um, Barclays got screwed over. This was like, I think it was like 2012, something like that. They got in trouble for manipulating the LIBOR rate. Yeah, I remember. That's the London Interbank Ordinary Rate. Yeah. Quick education on it. Every day, banks transfer money between each other, each other. based on the trans- transactions that we make. Yeah. It's tens of millions, even billions of pounds. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it happens in seconds. And during that time, there's like little, there's little gaps, right, where, where you're effectively lending each other money. And uh, the, the rate of interest is based on how stable your bank is. Barclays manipulated their figures to make it look like they were like more fi- financially stable so that they got a higher credit rating yeah. and therefore had to pay lower interest, which saved them hundreds of millions of pounds. They've, obviously, this got discovered and they got massive fines, right? It was a good, it was a good idea, Prince, yeah. but it's the wrong thing to do. The then Secretary of Treasury came out of his house in the morning, confronted by media, and they said, you know, what your, what's your position on this LIBOR rate scandal through through Barclays. His response was, I'll be completely honest, I do not know what the LIBOR rate is. <laughs> I've never heard Can of you it. Imagine? So I'll, I'll have to find out exactly what's going on and then I'll have a position on it. And it's like, 
you're the treasurer, you're like in charge of the economy, the whole country, and you don't know about the London Interbank ordinary rate. It means nothing to, to you know, average Joe Bloggs. Tell the truth, and up until that scandal, I don't think I'd ever come across that. No, it's not something that you would know. But it's not important to either, unless you're running the country. Yeah. In which case, he should know about it. It's massively important. Yeah, yeah. But this is why, this is what I'm saying. You see this, and this is where I, I, I look at this, this, this stage in, in society where we are at the moment, and this whole Brexit thing. And I just think, people don't understand, like, people, people don't know what it would mean to yeah. have another vote or not. Do you know why? Because yeah. they're no more informed than it was two, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is, is because the people that we're trusting to inform us are not informed themselves. Yeah. And the ones that are are plucking out facts that they that they want you to know. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's such a and that's why I I said to my missus I said I can't I can't be hospital. Mm. She goes why? She goes yeah but what is this? I was like babe listen, the reality is whatever will be will be. Yeah. One thing I believe in is supply and demand, right? Yeah. yeah. And let's use house prices for example. Yeah. Right. The, the speculation is what's causing house prices to fall. Well, right. yeah, yeah. Or, or, to, or to not be rising at, at the, the rate same. it was. Right, yeah. Thank you very much, speculation. Yeah. yeah. However, the UK is still in a position, or London is still in a position, where we still need more homes. The UK still needs 500,000 more homes a year. At the moment, we're currently building 50,000. But a number of people we already have here. Not the people who are coming in, the people we already got. Right. That tells me that there's a, there's a supply deficit. Right. Whenever there's a supply deficit, it means that the value of something is going to be relatively high. In yeah, comparison, yeah. right? If we were flooded, then everybody could have a house. Trust me, house prices would not be high. They'd be bloody next to nothing. They'd be yeah. basement, right? So for me, if you look at things from a demand and supply point of view, and you try to keep it as simple as you can for economically, you pretty much work out where you, what side of the fence you want to be on. Now, if you believe that by leaving the, the European Union, that it's going to be better for us because all of a sudden we're going to be more controlling and this, that's one argument. If you, if you believe, you know what, leaving the European Union is going to mean that we're going to have less people come in, which then could affect house prices, which then could affect this, could affect that, or our goods and services are going to cost more, rare, 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 rare. that's another argument. But you need to be making these decisions yeah. of education, not just, oh, yeah, they're coming and taking our jobs. What jobs? Yeah, yeah. What jobs? What jobs are they taking that yeah. you wanted in the first place? Yeah. Do you, do, do you know what I mean? People are coming in and they're willing to do anything, mm. anything. They're willing to work below minimum wage, which is an unfair market anyway, right? And but no employer should be tolerating that, yeah. right? Just to be able to have ends meet. Do you know why? Because where they've come from is not as leafy and as nice as where you are. Yeah. Do you know, Do you understand? Yeah. So for me, the, it, it, this whole thing about being comfortable. This country has been comfortable for a long, long, long time. And this country, to be fair, we haven't had a war on our shores since the Second World War. Yeah. When you go to other places around the world. And, and we've had relative peace, to be fair, in our, in our country for a long time. There's some places that... It's there's people's longest, longest peacetime era, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's, there's some people who, in their lifetimes, they've not seen peace. They can yeah, be 80. That's crazy. They can be 80 years old, they've not seen peace in their lifetime. Mm. And we're having conversations about whether we should leave the European Union or not. Really? <laughs> I mean, when you when you look at it from that point of view, yeah. it, just, it just puts it all into perspective. You know, people are insanely ignorant. Mm. Insanely. Well, I think uh, a little side, like off-topic thing, but a, a good example is where you got someone like uh, I remember Snoop was shouting "fuck Trump" mm. while he watched Darren Till get beaten up by Tyron Woodley. Now Darren Till's Liverpudlian, right? So he's got nothing to do with Donald Trump anyway. 
Yeah. And he's like, yeah, beat his ass, beat his ass, fuck Donald Trump. And I'm, and then he's cussing out Donald Trump. It's like, hang on, you're a murderer. You killed someone. And you're cussing Donald Trump for being immoral. Madness, yeah. Right? And, but people have that ignorance in their head, like, yeah, yeah. you can't talk like that, man. You, you, you're not on a pedestal that you can talk down to someone I, like that. I don't think, I don't think most rappers are... Like, well, like, the, yeah. The, the people really we should be but, looking up but to. Here's yeah, no, 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 no. But here's the issue. But here's the issue. We do look up to them, though. I know, I know. I think that's a whole different conversation. Do you know, do you know what, though, yeah? yeah? Do you know what? There's a, and this is what I'm saying. You can't be all things to all men. Yeah? Mm. It's just impossible. No one person can do everything. No one person is mm. the best at sports, the most this, is most. Just not. You need to go to people who are experts in those fields. And this is what? And for I whatever, think I said this before, something similar on here as well. And for yeah. whatever you need to you need to get done, you need to go to those people. The problem yeah. that you've got though, in our economy, in our country at the moment, is that the people who are experts are not the people's views you're getting. You're getting people's views based off political interest, or people's views based off something that they do not want to lose <laughs> as a result of mm. yeah. you making a decision. And I think this is and this is why I'm not being funny here. And now I, this is a very controversial topic, and I'm happy I'm happy to voice it. I don't understand how schools today are brought in courses and lessons about gender identity and not brought in lessons and education about financial services. We've had financial <laughs> services forever. Yeah, gender identity is true. a new, relatively new in a, in a sense that obviously people can say they've been gender dysphoric forever. It, I, I, I don't know, I don't suffer. But also it affects less than 1% of the population, Precisely. whereas money affects 100% money affects of the population. everybody and it always has done. How yeah. are we in a position where we're saying to our kids, right, I want to talk to you about not boy and girl, I want to talk to you about boy and girl and one that might be not sure, right? In today's world, but we're not talking to our kids about managing your life, managing your money, managing responsibility, paying bills, understanding what credit is, understanding the basics of a society that we actually live on. Why are we not doing that? It's what I'm saying. That if you, if you, if you gave the right people the right platform, yeah, you have the right priorities being discussed and be and be, and be hashed out. But the problem we've got at the moment is is that it's all about flavour of the month. And I'm not being funny. I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone who's who might be listening or anybody who might even listen to this in ten years time who might be suffering from gender dysphoria or whatever. But in this moment in time, in where we are in history, because of the number of people it does affect, i.e., being relatively small in number, it's not the biggest priority. Now, for, now, one thing I don't want to do, and I don't want, I'm not going to go into this debate, but people try to give me this argument as if to say that, you know, the the, the whole gender issue is was similar to giving um, black people the right to vote and giving slaves equal rights. Bullshit. It is not. Do you know why? Because one, you innately have no control over. Like, innately. I'm not saying you can choose to be gay or not to be gay. That's another discussion. But you physically can be identified in a lineup just by the colour of your skin. Yeah. So you can be discriminated against regardless of your views, regardless of whatever you are mentally, just instantly because of your appearance. With regards to to, 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 to gender, with all due respect, we all man has always lived in a in a world where we believe that there's two genders. So if you can't you won't discriminate against one, you won't discriminate against man. Do you know why? Because they're just they're just two of them. There is no third, fourth, or fifth. I think a lot of feminists would possibly disagree with you on that. No, I'm happy to have a chat with any feminist. Do you know why? I don't. I'll tell you what feminism has become. You see, I was watching this program about the suffragettes recently, right? Yeah. The genesis of that movement was designed for people to be equal and have equal rights and voting and be able to have a lot of equal say in certain, certain things that mattered. And it was all about the things that mattered, right? Yeah. Feminism today 
to be honest, in some in some ways, has become a a. I don't want to pick my words carefully, but it's almost become like a code, a code for people to go to battle with, right? Because they're taking it further than what it was meant to be in the first place. It's now evolved into something completely different. Okay. It's now not about rights. It's now about it's about choice. <laughs> do, 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 you, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, okay. it's it's a, it's it, it's it's incredible how the debates move so far to the right when it started so far to the left. Yeah, yeah. Do you do do, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Because there are people today who picket line and who, who have picket fences, and and, and even talking so, about things like abortion. That, that's one. I'm thinking to myself, do you know what? I don't necessarily believe in abortion personally, but I don't necessarily believe that you shouldn't have the you shouldn't have the right to have a say, right? Yeah. However, what I don't believe in, and categorically don't believe in, is somebody telling me that just because you know you are a woman means that you have the right to decide when life starts and when life ends for me i just i i i, I, I find that very difficult again bro that's that's like i'll give you mine my opinion on it yeah give me your opinion, but that's just me maybe we, I'm not we're getting off the topic of money here but yeah, we are we are sorry but i think uh let's say for example let's say for example you're 16 years old yeah, you get raped. Yeah, I've heard this not story. even you get raped. No, forget that. That's that's too extreme, right? You sleep with your long-term boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You tell him you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm 16 too. I ain't raising no babies. Yeah. Good luck." Yeah. I don't. Don't get me wrong. You messed up, mm-hmm. and some people might say you need to like live with the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we did it to like that Shamima Begum, whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah. But like at 17, you went off and joined ISIS. You got to live with that for the rest of your life. 15, 15. Yeah, she's 15. I have, I have and I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. And you know what? Some people might argue that as soon as the, the sperm has found the egg, that's it. Life is created. Anything to, done to take away from that is murder. Mm-hmm. You could say that. You could also say that at three months, you find out that, you know, there, there's, there's an issue with that fetus. Mm-hmm. And that it's not going to be viable and potentially you're going to risk the mother's life if you do try and proceed with the pregnancy and therefore you terminate the, the fetus. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. So you, some people would say, no, you can't terminate that fetus. You have to let that baby come to full term. And in fact, this was happening in Ireland just a few years ago. Mm. Women were dying because it was illegal to have abortions, even if it was like potentially life-threatening to them. And I don't think that's right. I also, on the flip side of that, I don't think late-term abortions, unless there's some serious medical implications, you know, it, should be should be allowed. The gruesome nature in which they do it. it oh, is, dude, it is, it, is, it is foul. Yeah, it's not cool. And that's the thing. Like, I know there are some women who say it's my body. I'll do what I want with it. Do you and, know what? And this is why I said I believe that there should be. I don't, I don't. I believe that there should be some kind of choice, but I don't believe that it's it's as extreme as people make it. And yeah. The reason I say that is, is because, okay. When did we when did we first start when did we have the ability as a society to, to, to terminate a pregnancy? Again, when you look at the history of human beings, it's again it's fairly recent. Yeah. Right? We've well, done even over if you, two thousand years mm. without having this ability to do this. Well, and, a lot more than over two thousand years, but, but humans have like, yeah, been around for like fifty thousand like in, in this form. Yeah, in this form. We've been around for like fifty, seventy thousand years right, at least. Right, right. Now that doesn't mean just because it was the way it was it shouldn't change. Right? Yeah. Because obviously bad people do bad things, and I think when you with the, the argument that you that you've raised us there is around a mistake, or it's around a, a, a careless situation. But again, there is a choice 
in those two teams. So for me, I just think the root cause of the problem is always what you should look at to determine the outcome, as opposed to basing a decision based on gain or loss. And I think, I think people don't do that. And I think people generally look at it as a blanket thing and they just go, that's it. And I just think to myself, that's not the point. The point isn't, okay, if you were rich, you know what? You do have a right potentially to say, do you know what? Do I want to proceed with this? Do I want to carry this? Because this is, this is mental trauma or whatever. But equally, you know, you look at that example you raised of two 16-year-olds, and I would say we needed to educate the kids better. Now, yeah. I get, obviously, in, in, in an ideal world, that is that is the way you'd want to do it. But Yeah, there's no point in bolting the barn door pres- after the horse has escaped. Precisely. Yeah, you've got, you've got to look at it. You've got to look at it. You know, why, why are the Dutch the most sexually explored people in the world, but they have the, 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 the lowest rate of child pregnancy? It's education, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, they teach their kids value-adding stuff. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that they they, they flood their heads with three genders because in, in Holland you don't, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have all of, you don't have the same issues in England. It's it's like it's I'm telling you, it's it's, it's seriously flavour and a mob stuff. Like one once upon a time, it was flavour and a mob to bloody talk about. Um, oh, I'm gonna like it's a poor example, but to talk about things like war, right? You know, we learn about Roman war, we learn about Anglo-Saxons, we learn about all the stuff that makes up our history. But why have you not taught me about? World War Two. Why have you not taught me about the Gulf War? Why have you not taught me about credit cards? You know, credit cards. Why, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, why, why is it so flavoured a month? Why does someone just decide? And mm. yep, do you know what? This year we're going to go out and teach everybody about the birds and the bees. Like, who, where, who are going to make these decisions? Yeah. And it, and that's what I'm saying. Their their views are always flawed because they're lobbied against. And My nieces, the, man, the, eight nine years crazy, old. Bro. They know, they know about everything. They're eight, nine years old. They've done human studies at school. That's what they were calling it. Mate, at seven years old, they came home. I might have said this on the podcast before, but sorry. At seven years old, they came home and they recited the number for Childline. Said, so you can't shout at me. I'll call Childline. Do it. I'm like, mate, I once told my dad I was going to call social services on him after he beat the shit out of me, right? He was like, cool, 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 cool. He went and got the phone. He put it in my hand. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know the number, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, right. Dial it. I was like, you know you're going to get in trouble, right? Do it. He's like, do you know how long it's going to take them to get here? <laughs> you think you, you think you, he was like, he was like, you think you're going to put this phone down and someone's going to knock the door? No, no, no. He's like, as soon as you put that phone down, I'm going to fuck you up. I was, that's my dad, bro. I was like seven, right? But my dad, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say like, my my dad went off and obviously like some people if they hurt my childhood they'd be like bro you got abused bruv but for me and I'm obviously I'm not going to deal with my kids the way my dad dealt with me but I was like I I don't I don't actually have any resentment to my dad I don't as much as he whooped me when I was a kid I never feel like he did it just because he was a mad guy I think like he went he went over the top but I deserve some kind of discipline he just went too far with it So, so for me, I was always like, all right. But also, I tell you straight, like bring it back into money and get back on point a little bit. I grew up in a poor house, right? And uh, like we didn't turn the radiator on. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know radiators got hot. You know, I, I went to my friend's house. I lent on a radiator. I burned my ass. I was like, Jesus, man, what the hell is that thing? He's like, what do you mean that thing? You don't have them in your house. I was like, yeah, mine's don't get hot like that. What the hell? 
He's like, bro, it's a radiator. It heats up your house, big house. Well, I was like, damn, man, I've got a jacket for that. You know, we used to eat corned beef hash like four or five days of the week. My mum would make up a big batch and that's what you're eating for the week. That's your dinner. I just like corned beef, though. Yeah, that'll be your lunch and dinner. To be fair, bro, I got nostalgic about it recently. Bro, I was like, I want some. Yeah. Goes off. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? My dad, he used to hustle. Right, and he he does again. Like obviously, he did some dodgy shit. He did it out of desperation. My dad used to my dad used to take money out of the phone box. He found out how to Jimmy rig the phone box open. He'd, yeah, he'd take money out of the phone box. We used to go to the scrapyard, and he'd need parts for his car. So we'd go to the scrapyard, he'd get a couple of parts, put a couple of parts in the toolbox. He'd take it off with him, and he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah I've got this." He's got three other parts in his toolbox. And I'll be like, "Dad, isn't that stealing?" He's like, "No, I'm liberating these parts. Like, I'm freeing them." And I was like, all right, but the thing is, we had no money. Mm. And, and like, this is one of the things I bring up. So um, anyone that knows me knows I love Africa, right? It's like, I have a weird connection to Africa. Your I love second, it. Your home. Bro, do you know what? I was thinking, like, you know uh, when celebrities pass away, yeah? People get all emotional. I never, like, I, I used to, uh, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. I was a big, big fan of Michael Jackson, right? I was gutted when he died. Didn't cry. When Nelson Mandela died, I shed tears. I couldn't even tell you why. But I, I had a connection. I was like, Nelson Mandela's the man. I was so... And I feel like a strong affinity in Africa, right? And when I talk to people about going to Africa, they're like, oh, but it's so dangerous. There's so much crime there, da 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 da, da. I go, do you know what? You can get mugged walking down a high street in London sure. through stupidity and boredom. Because kids these days, they're dumb, they're bored. They're wanting to prove something to themselves, their friends. They come up. Stick a knife in you, take your phone, for nothing. Mm. People in Africa have nothing. They don't want to mug you, no. but if you have and they need, they will take. They take, yeah. And yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if, if you mind your P's and Q's, you'll be all right. You get mugged and you, you'll be cool. Like, I had someone try to mug me in Africa once. This dude, I was walking down the road. Where are you? I was in, uh, I was in Tanzania. And uh, I had been told not to leave the apartment complex that I was in unless I was picked up by a car. I was like, allow that. Right, I'm Mzungu around here. I'm going for the tour. Like Mzungu's like tourist, like white guy. I was like, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to walk about. I want to see the people. So I'm walking down this road, and loads of people come up, like just start shaking my hand, saying hello. And this guy, he uh, he starts shaking my hand, and he's like, oh, you need to come meet my family. You're from London. They'd love to meet you. I was like, yeah, that's cool, man, but I'm, I'm just going to the Maasai market down the road. You know, I, I'm going to meet someone there, so I've got to go. He's like, no, 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 you've got to come with me, come with me. I was like, no, no, it's cool. And he's, so we were shaking hands. He starts pulling me towards, like, the tree line. There's, like, a like, little kind of foresty area next to, the, next to the road here. And then all of a sudden, like, seven, eight guys come out from the bushes, right? And this guy's got my wrist. So, obviously, I know martial arts. I rolled my wrist out of it, pulled free. And he was like, what the fuck was that? He was fascinated by it, right? I was terrified at this point and I was surrounded by guys, right? So I'm like, I've got my hands up thinking, someone's going to get punched before I get fucked up. Yeah. And he goes, do it again. I was like, what? And he grabbed my wrist he, and I was about to hit him. He goes, no, no, do it again, do it again. I was like, what? He said, get, get free again. So I wrist rolled him, got, got out. He was like, man, that's crazy, yo. And then some other guy grabbed my wrist. They're like, do it, do it. They're two hands trying to grab onto me. And they're like, that's mad. And they're like, okay, okay. And I started chatting to these guys, right? They were all cool with me. They didn't mug me in the end. But one thing, they were like, show us this, yeah? Show us how you can grab someone and they can't get out. 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, okay, okay. It goes like this. Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. So yeah, bro. But and that's the thing. I've had people try and mug me in Britwell. I had, I had guys pull knives out on me in Britwell, and they didn't they didn't need my phone. They didn't need my bike. You know, there was no need for it. They just wanted it. And we have this thing like a, a stigma towards Africa like oh it's poor they ain't got nothing they're gonna do this they'll do that no 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 man they're, they're not like everyone's we're all just people yeah. you get assholes everywhere you get lovely people so everywhere mm. and uh, bad people everywhere doing bad stuff yeah but you gotta bring it back like if you if you're poor then you gotta hustle and if 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 crime is a hustle then then unfortunately like for some people yeah, that's the only option yeah. especially if you don't have the education yeah. which for me one thing I say to my students now is because like as a I'm, I'm teaching a martial art right but the thing with martial arts is to improve all aspects of your life not just make you good at punching people mm. like there's a spiritual element to it as well and meditation all that stuff and I, I say to my students particularly the ones at like 14 16 17 18 I'm like do, do you know what you want to do when you're older most of them ain't got a clue and that's absolutely fine yeah but I'm like if you get straight A's at your GCSEs, you have a million options, mm. right? If you get, let's say, three A's, a couple of B's, a couple of C's, you still have 100,000 options. Yeah, level up. Yeah. If you get a load of failing grades, you maybe have 30 options. No. You need to keep your options open if you don't know what you want to do. So you need to study your ass off. No. And it's not that education equals financial, like being well off financially and I, uh, an easy example I can give is that when I was working at the bank one of my friends who went to uni graduated he studied business economics and finance he was working as a cashier in uh, in the high street bank in Windsor and I walked in to see a client I didn't go to university yeah. and he was like man what are you doing here dressed all nice and that in a suit I was like bro I work for the company he's like nah what do you do I was like I'm a financial advisor like, no way that's what i want to do i was like okay so why are you working as a cashier he's like it's the only job i could get coming out of uni bruv i was like it's great you got education but you ain't got hustle yeah, you got, yeah. Yeah, i had yeah. i had fortunately i had enough hustle to to outweigh the fact that i didn't have the education yeah. not many people have that mm, mm. and that's why i'm like you need to have the education if you've got education and hustle you you're set you're good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But if you don't have if you don't have education, you ain't got a hustle, man. You're gonna be living hand to mouth the rest of your life. Yeah. And the the thing with me is like when I was when I was younger, and even there's times there's been times not even that that long ago in the past, where I've had no money. Mm-hmm. And I've and I'll always say I'll always say I'm broke. I will never say I'm poor. Right. Mm-hmm. And if someone's like, what's the difference? I'm like, being broke yeah. is a point in time. Point in time. <laughs> being poor is a state of mind. Yeah. And I'm not in that state of mind of I'm poor. Like I will buy something, for example, like I bought my missus a, an expensive car. She had, you know, she gave me two kids. I was like, whatever car you want, you can have. Like, yeah, man. I was like, e- listen, bro, I'll, I'll tell anyone, like as much as I love my children, I wouldn't change nothing for the world. I didn't plan on having two kids, especially that close yeah, together. Close together yeah. But I was like, you got to deal with two kids all day. So if you yeah, say to me, sure. if you say to me, look, I need this car. This is the car I want. Right. That's it. I'll pay. And I, we got a car that realistically we shouldn't have bought. 
and we're selling it now anyway because my missus dinked it two three times and i'm like do you know what you can't look after nice shit i'm getting rid of it right but but it's the like i will put myself in that position and i'll say do you know what? if it means i'm broke for a little bit it means i'm broke for a little bit fortunately i wasn't but you need to be and sometimes you need to be prepared to say i'm gonna be broke for a year because oh, i want to be rich in five years i want to be rich yeah, in 10 years absolutely and i think one of the big traps that we have here and i was stuck in this trap as well so i worked in b and q for like five years i started there when i was like nine i think i was about no maybe four years or something. i started when i was 19 left when i was about 23 24 something like that. and um people would say to me like i'd speak to clients and that and they'd be like you seem like quite a savvy guy i am like, thank you very much. So why are you working here? Why are you working here? I said, I'll tell you why. They give me six and a half weeks paid holiday. Yeah. And all I care about is Taekwondo. I travel like all around Europe. Yeah, I compete. Yeah. I get to go take time off. They let me take time off at the drop of a hat to go to a tournament somewhere in Europe or whatever. So it's good. And I earn just enough money to get by. And they're like, oh, okay. But that is a trap. And there's so many people that I know that are stuck in that trap of, I hate my job, but it pays me enough to pay my bills and get by. Yeah. And it takes enough out of me that I don't have the energy to look for another job. Yeah. To yeah. which I will say, that's bullshit. There's always energy, always time. If you have to sleep for six hours for a few months instead of eight hours because you spend two hours a night working on your CV and applying for jobs, so be it. Yeah. Or, if you want to go off the deep end, quit your job. Yeah. I've always said that. I do think, in this country, we don't... You get, you get a portion of people who, who, who do it and I find those people who are tend to be more successful and it's just it's not even like a thing it's just they'll do it but just um, upskilling upskilling yourself yeah like I find there's so many people that are adverse to it like oh it's crazy isn't it? yeah you're doing this to me oh this industry's dying it's like there's, there's other stuff like I, I, I get that fear for, for when people are a lot lot older um, and what it entails but for, for young people um, I do think I know you there's kind of been a thing of that's we mentioned the sort sort of complacency and uh, comfortable what you mentioned that we get yeah. too comfortable in this country, but yeah, just people upskilling, just taking that time to invest in yourself, to learn something new, um, and plan like you said, you take a hit for the short term, to to to, to have more success in the long term. Look, um, not people don't do it, but again, I do think it comes back to what we're taught in school. Like we're not really like schools isn't set up. No, it's not set up that. for that. It's not. It's set up to teach us how to live in the system yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. and we do get to be a good citizen mm. and he, and the other thing i see a lot of now is like i'll give you like denny you're into trainers right yeah how much do a set of supremes mm. go for compared uh, to normal like standard nikes okay so forget supremes for now because I, I can't answer that exactly. balenciagas or whatever no 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 so so there's a few pop-up shops so i think it happens with the yeezys the off-whites which i know you've mentioned before yeah and the and the supreme stuff i don't know about the trainers supreme i know like the, the hoodies the caps yeah basically anything they stamp supreme on so <laughs> I, was, I was i was in the shop the other day it was just a pop-up shop just for piccadilly circus um i think i've got two around there actually i'll give you a guess how much are the, the most expensive pair of trainers i saw in there were and considering retail when these were released they're under 200 pounds huh. where, 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 where would you go so just off Piccadilly Circus, there's just a couple of little pop-up shops. All right, I'm going to go high. Design. Seven grand. That's high. That's really high. That is really high. Not that high. All right. Wait, it was three grand. Three grand. But for, oh, a, pair, for a pair of trainers. For a pair of trainers that go for less than 200 quid, less, standard. Less than, less than 200. And all you've done is, like, modified them. Well, it's not even, that's what I'm saying, not even modified. You bought them on day of release. Just exclusive. Yeah. Just exclusive, limited supply. Wow. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's mad. It's it's crazy. Three thousand pounds. And you have people who are, sh- and they're bragging about paying three grand yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And that's the thing. When I was a kid. I don't know if you you guys ever were caught up in this when you were a kid, yeah. going like, oh, I paid this much for this. Yeah, yeah. And you'd brag about how much yeah, you spent yeah, on something. Yeah. These days, I'm bragging about how cheap yeah, I got it. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I got a bargain on this, I got a bargain on that. Yeah, I was, I was out with a mate the other night, on, on, on just on a couple of nights ago, actually. And um, it was funny enough, um, he, we were talking about software and stuff, and he was just giving me an example. He said, so recently, well, not recently, but um, talking about financial planning, he's got two kids, and all this sort of stuff. But something fun that he mentioned, just with regards to lack of planning, that lack of education was his nan um, would always be saving, always be saving. I oh, think I the, the, the analogy he, he gave it. to me though was um, she would, rather than go out and buy a new dress, she would be in her CNA dress from 20 years ago Brilliant. and she'd reuse. But he said he kept trying to give her advice and it was good in terms of the sort of saving and the being really savvy, but she never took no proper financial um, right, right, right. thing. So when she passed, 40% 2 million tax bill so what was she saving for yeah, yeah. do you see what I mean so that, that what you're saying about that all that education and all that that comes with it oh it's no. what did she have oh she obviously had quite a bit it was 40% I was to say that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. To, hit, to hit a level of tax yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but she she could have paid nothing but it's know, just that thing or, like if you, when you think about it like she 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 um, she's done what she knew didn't she? this is it this is it this is it but we were, we were um, sad, sad to a point you know? yeah yeah um, we were talking as well because he was like saying, "Oh, what car I've got?" And I, you know, said, "Oh, I'm giving. I'm, it's the, I'm not paying the thing. I'm going to give it back in a couple of months." He said, "Oh, what, what car are you going to get next?" And all this. And I said, "I'm not going to lie. The cars I've looked at, and the cars I've been getting, I've been like, I don't want to say, but okay. So I was looking at Maseratis and maybe a Porsche and all this kind of stuff. But then, we, as we were talking, I was saying, but I'm probably going to get a Polo or a Golf yeah, because no matter no matter what I want." Whenever I stop and think about it for two seconds, yeah, you realise what you're doing. That's the deposit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is, that's, you know what? See, you think that. Like, you see, that's the way I think. I yeah. think about things. It's always, always opportunity cost. Yeah. Do I buy that car? Yeah. Or do I buy another house? Yeah. Buy yeah. That car or do I buy that house? That's mm-hmm. the thing. I bought or my, uh, I bought my A5 coupe, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, I got this A5." Mm. It was like, uh, I, it was a, I had it like slightly tuned and stuff. I was like, "Yep, yeah, I got 300 something horsepower." blitzing it and I was like I need a comfortable car because I drive bare mileage and then I was like do you know what I had that car a year and a half I lost like 10 grand in depreciation or something stupid and I said do you know what and it was costing me 90 quid a week in fuel so I part exchanged it in for a newer Ford Focus that had more gadgets on it much less mileage much cheaper to maintain and only cost me like 50 quid a week in fuel Yeah. and I was like why am I spending this money yeah. because I was talking about, like I was talking to one of my friends about, oh, you know, not to 60 times, like five seconds. Like, duh, duh, duh. I never pushed the not to 60 time in a car. I drove it, f- like the, fa- I tell you honestly, in Belgium once, I done like 150. Mm, I went through speed cameras, everything, flash, 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 flash. Nothing ever came my way. <laughs> but obviously that was a dickhead thing to do, in all honesty. But I found myself sitting on the M25, having little Ford Fiestas, drive past me because I'm worried about fuel economy yeah. Yeah. so I like, what am I doing yeah. so I trade it up I got 1.6 diesel mm. and I, I racked silly mileage up every year on my car and it's fine I don't care and again like we do we do have this keeping up with the Joneses thing yeah, where we yeah. want to we want to have the nice car like BMW 3 Series is more common on the roads than a Ford Mondeo yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something it's crazy right? isn't it? 
I think through, through through family experience and just seeing family members struggle with money who I thought were maybe a little bit more successful and then seeing people like, you know, like, um, oh, I'm earning more money, so I'm going to get a bigger house. Oh, I'm earning more money, I'm going to get a nicer car. I'm earning more money. And you, as you said, you're always keeping up with James. You're always thinking what you can get next. And kind of seeing that, I think that was one of the things, kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? I've got to a point where I'm comfy. I'm yeah. not... I'm not lavish, I don't have, you know, I'm not into like watches or jewellery and things like that anyway. But I was like, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm comfortable, I can go on holiday, so any money I'm making on top of this point, yeah, I don't need to have a bigger car or, an ex, you know, all these extra stuff. And it's been like, right, so I'm going to start saving for my daughter. I'm yeah. going to start saving to do other stuff. I'm going to start doing, putting into this. I'm going to start making sure I can do things for my family, like my mum's like when my mum's older or things like that. Um, but it's, I just think it's bizarre that we can get to a, a, a level of comfortableness, we can be content, yet we still yeah. start desiring more and more and more and more. And, you know, at the end of the day, when that rug's pulled under you, hopefully it's not, um, you just end up yeah. in a mess. Two things to that. Number one, Lamin embodies that, right? Because as he said earlier, you know, he's he's doing he's doing all right financially, he's sorting himself out, setting himself up for the future. But my man won't even buy new jeans. His jeans are ripped to shit. He's got a big patch sticking out. He's like, no, keeping these jeans, boys. Keeping these jeans. And I'll give you an example. This guy who uh, my dad used to have contracts with, uh, he was like, he had hundreds of millions of pounds. And uh, he'd build office blocks and stuff. He'd turn up to the construction site that he was paying you know, every, everything out for in an old, like 1993 Volvo estate that the driver's side door wouldn't open on so he had to climb over the passenger seat to get out and he'd wear the same clothes like every day he didn't care and this guy's worth hundreds of millions yeah. of pounds did not care that's like one of the yeah. the things that i noticed but also um one little exercise if you're listening think about think about it like this when you're thinking about how wealthy you are forget how much money you earn every year forget necessarily the the denomination of money that you have in your bank account have a rough idea at how much it costs you to live every month so if you like just ballpark it Denny and and Lamin how much does your each month typically cost you roughly just to pay your bills cover your expenses a little bit of social stuff rough figured then Uh, about 1500 quid then if you go take all the money that you can access right now how many months can you live? Yeah. How many months can you live? Because oh, I'm not. I can't yeah. get that numbers away. Right, there you go. <laughs> People know about that. She. Yeah, I get the point. Yeah, I've gone you, through. You, you could, I think you've done that exercise with yeah. me before, like quite a few years ago, and that actually got me thinking. Yeah. And, and if you and can't live, to... if you can't live a couple of years, mm, yeah. you got problems, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got problems. Yeah. True. And you know what? A lot of people, from, and that's just an emergency fund. Yeah. yeah. And, people, and a lot of people won't have three months. And the other thing when people talk about how wealthy they are, they go, well, my car's worth this much. And I go, no, your car's not worth that much. That's what you paid for your car. Yeah. If you have to sell your car, especially out of desperation, you're going to get a, a lot less than that out of it. Yeah. Your car is not an, an asset. It's a liability. That's the biggest liability. You know, the house you live in is not an asset unless you've cleared the mortgage yeah. and you're renting out one of the rooms. Yeah. Then it's an asset. And I've had this conversation with family as well, and I've tried to say you can't live, you can't be like the house you're living in can't be your financial plan. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously not... it's going to grow and it's thing, but you've got to do so much to get money out of it. Like, yeah. it's... The thing is people do it as well. They go, you know, like this house is a big house and in 10 years time, we'll sell it for a million yeah. and then we'll buy a smaller house. Yeah. And they're looking at these smaller houses now, what the house prices are. And they're going, right, this house price, the, the house price for a smaller house yeah, now is yeah. a quarter of a mil. It's like, okay, but in 10 years when your house price has gone up, yeah. that house price has gone up too. Yeah. You ain't getting no more money. People like misconstrue it. Yeah. And especially if there is issues with the housing market, the more expensive houses lose more of their yeah. value. Exactly. The cheaper houses actually maintain a little bit more yeah. than the bigger houses the market, do. The market to buy the more expensive ones and the smaller. Yeah. So, you know, people, you'd, you'd look at a bigger depreciation in order to sell. I had a colleague of mine who's, who's um, grandparents passed away. The house was worth like 800 grand. No, probably about 850, nearly 900, right? They were struggling to sell it for seven. There you go. Yeah. But you know why? Because at the end of the day, people look at all of this. There's there's costs involved in buying a property that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It costs a lot more to keep and maintain it. It, Yeah. And it even costs, it even costs a lot to, forget the the ticket value, but the the, stamp duty and tax. It's just, you think to yourself, why, why do you need that? Do you yeah. know what I mean? You know, you're better off just living in a, in a two, three, four hundred, five hundred, if it must be, property, and then just being happy and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, just being happy and cool yeah. day because you get to retain a lot more of your effort. Yeah. All right. So, so let's give some people some knowledge here. Yeah? If you can, like, Denny gave me a, a tip the other day about saving money. I don't know if you remember we were talking about trainers. I'll let you share it. Come on, man. I was talking about buying some shoes, but I didn't want to pay. Silly money for it. Oh my So you told scam. me. You told me. <laughs> it's not a scam, then. It's not a scam. Oh shit. Right? shit. Okay. Okay. So this is funny. I swear though. This I'm gonna say. This makes me sad. Like, because obviously we're we're all doing okay for ourselves, and then I'm still busting out these little scams. I can't take it out of me, mate. You can't take the boy out of the hood. So basically, um, Uni Days is a site that. Um, what? They're gonna close this loophole now. <laughs> Uni Days is a site that. Um, provides student discounts so what basically have happened is a lot of you know like a lot of places have their individual student student discounts this this site has basically pulled them all so rather than you go to a lot of them let's say jd sport for example yeah now they'll tell you go uni days and then go through them apply because uni days then do all the verification to prove you're a college or a higher education institute so basically what i've done for the last couple of years is um sign up for one of these you know like you get to these community colleges oh, Southwark oh. so I've been at Southwark College for the last couple of years legitimately learning yeah just sign up for a little course something I'm interested in mm-hmm. £30 because it's a community one so they were you know after after work oh, hours evening, evening thing £30 for like a eight week course but gives me access for the year and I'm signed on for um, for Southwark College yeah <laughs> so for the cost of £30 I've now got access to discount on everything. As much as you want, as much as I want in discounts. Now, just to put that in in, in perspective, I bought my daughter uh, a MacBook. Um, I got my. That's nearly fifty percent. Uh, no, no, it's like the one the off what I, I don't know. I know they've got different things. I thought he was going to say I got an off white MacBook. I was like, <laughs> what? No, They're no, doing no. that. So I got I got the one I got was ten percent, but that was off. Uh, twelve hundred pounds. So that was yeah. one hundred twenty pounds straight away. Yeah. So in one purchase, just being up, signed you, up for uni days. You've, done, you've traveled, I've, I've made that money. There yeah. you go. So 
that was one little that was one that's what I, that's one little tip that i do there you go um yeah it's, Lamin, it's you got you got a little a little useful consumer tip you want to share nothing like that bro <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean i think that's going more into like what's legit there tomorrow and they're gonna do this like there's gonna be a new you think how long um, is your course yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to sign it every week to make sure that i think i might have a look at that to be fair i wanted mm-hmm. to learn german properly and spanish yeah yeah, yeah this is it that's the thing as well so i'm just doing um I think I actually will. I've been saying this for a long time. Yeah. You know what? One of the things, a little tip. Um, one of the things that I've decided to do yeah, is, is that I will start doing some of the things that I'm interested in because I realise I don't have as much time as I think I have. Mm. But that's just a personal thing. But in terms of your question, your question was what? Is there any tips that I can give you? Yeah, yeah. About yeah, man. Um, I think for me, the best way to do it is, is just distribute your money across the areas that you think you're going to be spending. So I've, I've always been a fan of having multiple accounts for multiple, multiple things. So I have, okay. an, I have an account that pays my that I pay petrol from. I have an account that I pay my gas and my like my household bills from. I have an, and I also have an account which is called Play, and that's an account that's like an allowance. I give my bill every month to I can spend that money at work regardless. Like blowing hookers and stuff, yeah. Not that. Not, not, <laughs> not, not <laughs> hookers, but yeah, you know I can. What yeah to blow? But I can yeah I can spend as much of that money as I want to or as little as I want to because I don't have to. I've got all the other areas covered. So yeah. I, I don't have to think about, oh, okay, have I got enough money in my account? If I need to go into money, I've just got, bang, I've got an allowance that I already, I already give myself. And mm-hmm. to be honest, for the last few months, I found myself not spending it. I've been giving it to the business. So it's, it's yeah. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you? Uh, for me, do you know what? Actually, one uh, I had last year, I, um, I, when we were looking to, to buy our car, I went to the Audi dealership, and we weren't looking at getting a brand new motor. They were like 70 grand. So I was like, forget that. For what you would want anyway. Yeah. So I, I went for one that was a couple of years old, like two, two, three years old. So it's still, it's taken a massive hit in depreciation already, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's not a cheap car. So I uh, took, I actually took one of the older model A3 uh, Q7s out for a test drive with them. And the Audi dealership, when I was talking to them about finance, they said, yeah, our APR rate is, um, tw- I think they said it was 9.9 or 12.9%. So I was adamant I wasn't going to be paying that for, for interest on a car. Mm. And I, I searched and searched and searched and I found a website called buyacar.com. Oh. And I think, what did they quote me? I think it was 4.9 or 5.9% APR on a, on a used car, which on a used car is very, very good. Um, so I went through them and oftentimes the, 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 the best thing you do is go through them and if you can... Because they don't tell you, like, you can look at their inventory, yeah. but that's not their inventory. They have an agreement with certain dealerships that they will buy cars from them yeah. and they'll advertise they'll it as advertise theirs. It there, yeah. So what I did, i done some legwork and I found that car, the ad for that car. It wasn't even on Autotrader or nothing. It was actually for sale at a Maserati garage up in Peterborough. Right. And uh, I called the, the dealership and I actually just called them because I wanted to get the car quite quickly and the website were messing me about. And the sales manager called me back and said, why did you buy the car through them? And I told him because they offered a great deal on finance and the Audi obviously wanted a lot more. Yeah. And he actually beat their APR price and he gave me a grand off the car. Oh. Well, it was it actually happened to be that um, Maserati have some of their best finance packages. So, Denny, if you are looking at getting one, you know. Oh, but yeah, man. They're, they're, so their finance package was like 4.9%. And they had a sale on, so they gave like a grand towards the car. On top of that, it turns out that this guy's best mate 
he's a good friend of mine and another taekwondo instructor no way. and he was like when he asked me because obviously going through the finance stuff he's like so what do you do for a living i said you know i'm a martial art instructor he's like, oh what martial art do you teach i always get i was like yeah taekwondo because oh i know someone that does that and i was about i was about to go do you know how many people do taekwondo like i will not know the guy and he said the guy's name and i was like oh i know him and his sons his son luke i used to train with him he's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and then he sorted me out some more stuff as well. I was like, yes, bro. So if you know someone that works in a specific industry, obviously trying to get a hookup through them. Although on the flip side of that, if you know someone that does a job or someone that's self-employed, they got their own business and they're a friend of yours, don't ask them for discount. Because what you're actually saying is, you're my friend. I want to take food out off your plate. Yeah. I want to take money out of your bank. What? What? So that's one of the things when I get friends to do stuff with. One of the things I always say is, you know, even sometimes. I think sometimes people assume you're on discount and I'll always like, I don't want a discount. I just, for me, it's peace of mind. You're a mate, I'm gonna trust you, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be honest, it's just gonna be, it's less hassle for me. So I don't even want a discount. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. And it's the same as well, like, why would I be willing to put money in a stranger's pocket? Yeah. But wanna give less to yeah. someone who, thing, but. Again, there's that cultural thing, like uh, someone was talking to me before about, and a, a, Again, I'm very ignorant to this, so I'll I'll put my hands up before I say it. But someone was telling me how, uh, like in in the Jewish community, Jews will spend their money at Jewish-owned businesses before they'll spend at any other. Like they'll they'll try and keep their money in their community, yeah, yeah. and they build each other up. Yeah. Which is which. At the time, I was like, that kind of explains why Jews are quite wealthy because they they all help each other out financially because they shop within themselves. Yeah. So you know, if you if you. If you think of someone as an actual friend of yours, like try and build your friend up. When you ask it, yeah, to do yeah. a job for you, don't expect discount. Like even uh, like uh, we've got that competition running, which I've just found out will be the uh, so we're giving away these artisan uh, eggs for for Easter. Um, the guy who's making them, I know him. I've, I used to work with the guy. He's a nice bloke. He said he was making. The, I said, all right, like give me two. Luckily, I know my wife ain't listening, so when I, I bring one home for the wife and kids, I know she ain't gonna know about it. But they weren't cheap, and I wasn't about to go. Oh, mate, you know, you give me a discount. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. You spent your time, effort, learning how to yeah, how yeah. to take up this skill and de- develop a a high level skill for yeah. for doing something like that. The least I can do is pay you asking price for yeah. it, especially I'm, if you're my boy. I'm not adverse to trying to get a discount or hustling or trying to barter, but <laughs> not at all. But with strangers, <laughs> like, yeah. I've got nothing to, like, my worst case, of, and that, that's, it's a, it's a kind of reverse, but, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I get mates, fakes and all of that, but if I don't know you, I'm going to try my luck more. Yeah. If I, and just because, because there is, like you said, there is that less understanding for me when I take it, when it becomes more personal, like, I don't, like, that, that sort of personal journey, like, I don't understand it. So, I am going to be thinking more about myself, like, I want to get a better, a better rate for this, but when it's, when it's friends and you know, what they're getting, you know, the work and the effort and stuff, and you see the car, then it's like, nah, I wanna, I'm happy to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, you're bringing something to me, like you're benefiting me, I'm happy to, to think. And at the end of the day as well, it's, it's, in fact, just going back to what you said within the, within the, um, within the Jewish community, I can't talk on that because I don't know, but the, 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 the um, it's a similar, similar thing where the way I look at it as well is me giving money or me paying for something within my friends, that money's still within my community. Yeah, it's still local. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when we're out, you're buying a drink or 
if I ever, if I'm if I'm two weeks later when I'm I'm short on twenty quid or something and I need to, do you know what I mean? It's it's that money's kept yeah. within that that community, that community yeah, of friends, yeah, so true. to speak, rather than just you know Joe blogs down the road or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, in terms of. Um, the only other things I can really like quick fire ones off the top of my head is uh, if you've got a credit card, mm. especially if you're not planning on paying off all the balance, transfer it to an percent interest one. You can yeah. al- you can always have multiple credit cards as long as you you're paying them off on time. Mm. Uh, if you're going to get a mortgage, by all means go to your local high street bank, but also check out a broker. But just make sure that they're from a reputable company. Check out their reviews. Check them out. Make sure you check on the what's the website now for uh, regulated people? Is it F? It's not F. It's not FSA anymore, is it? Or is it still FSA? Uh, FCA. Huh? FCA. FCA. Check on the F- FCA yeah. website. Make sure that they're obviously, you know, regulated people. Yeah, financial conduct authority. Uh, to be fair, if you want a mortgage, let me know. I know a very good mortgage broker. Sort you right out. Uh, so, yeah, hook, hook us up at uh, NJ Podcast on Insta and I'll, I'll DM you some details. Um, but, yeah, other than that, just don't buy shit you don't need. Yeah. If you're about to buy something, ask yourself, like, is this going to make a positive impact on my life or is it just more shit to clutter up my house? Yeah. And if the answer is B, keep your money in your pocket, save it, improve your life with it, do something else. Assets and liabilities, yeah. I think, is that there's a book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. I made my daughter read that when she was younger as well. It's, real. yeah, it's, it's a good book. Yeah. Listen to, yeah, if, you, if you've got time, read that book. There's, a, there's, there's many good lessons to be learned out of that book. Oh. But don't 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 get absorbed into the cultish behaviour that a lot of people do behind no, what, the stuff. What I was, was going like to say, just with regards to that book, there's actually a um, a little handy version oh, okay. that basically just has like short snippets and lessons. So you don't okay. even even if you're not into necessarily like um, reading or you know that's not necessarily your type of thing. You can I know if you go to Amazon um, and you search it, there's the normal version. There's a version for kids, and there's kind of like a, a small handy version that. Uh, just kind of has like snippets of information that's actually pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. alright cool 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 so is there anything else you wanted to, to cover off Lamin before we wrap this bad boy up no I'm just going to say thanks guys for having me on um, no, no, I've enjoyed the, I've enjoyed the debate you know, it's not often I get to just rant about about finance and about other things no it's nice it's, it's been good it's, it's been real good we'll have to have you back soon as well indeed indeed yeah, yeah, yeah indeed good so uh, see do you know what? actually while uh, while I've got these two here I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story about them so uh, they came, obviously, these two fine gentlemen came with me on my stag do. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and, uh, and one of our former guests that we've had on, Sonny, who's... Uh, um, can I just intervene? No, you can't. <laughs> he, uh, he insisted that we buy a three litre bottle of Belvedere Wait, well, at this club. Go on. Silence, just three seconds, literally. Go on. perfect space to cut this off <laughs> no 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 no, no. it's best go live it's best go live sod that basically uh, basically Lamin hadn't eaten apparently we were like we were necking this Belvedere right between like four or five of us we got rid of three litres of Belvedere easily by the end of the night uh, Lamin was no Denny was curled up in a ball yeah, in the in in the in, in the, in the of this pizzeria <laughs> underneath the counter, like literally Sleeping. at the at, there's like the shop window, and they've got one of those really narrow counters where you can just sit at it at like a dining stalls there, and you've got like a foot worth of countertop to eat. And Lamin's like barely standing above it, barely standing. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Lamin starts projectile vomiting everywhere. Oh, I managed to grab Denny by his ankle and drag him out of the firing zone just just in time. He didn't get any puke on him. But it was mad. That was a 
and a crazy the, experience. The, the moral of that is having a uh, financial education does not make you, <laughs> does not make you, you yeah, take away goods. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, before we go, obviously, I'll, I'll forewarned you, Lamin, at the beginning before yes. we went live that you need to give us a little throwback. So uh, so what's your what's your throwback um, for uh, for song and movie? Throwback song, throwback movie. Throwback song. <laughs> Uh, this is probably Return of the Mac. Mark Morrison, I was Ooh, listening to that the other day. Uh, loved it. Um, they took me back years. It's crazy how, how things do that. And uh, probably throwback movie. Um, probably Friday, you know? Okay. Friday. okay. I'm, in, I'm in that kind of mood where I've just been laughing at loads of different things. There's this guy I, I listen to, I watch him sometimes on YouTube, and he is hilarious. Um, and. He's not. A, he's. He doesn't even say anything funny. He's just hilarious because of the way he does an American Southern accent. It's just. It's Who's just, the guy? Oh, he's called Jack. Jack something. It is, it's. Trust me. It is. I find it funny because he just talks in like that. You know. Slack door. Man, you, 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 I, I can't even do it. It's just. I just find it. I just crack up. So. Fair enough. So return of the Mac, and um, and yeah, Friday. Okay. Okay. Denny, what you got? So my uh, throwback song is a track by J. Cole called Lights Please. Okay. okay. Uh, that was off of, I think it's about 2011, so it must have been just as he was sort of coming on the scene, one of his earlier ones. I think it's one of his mixtapes before his, yeah, when on his first album, it must have been on one of the mixtapes he had coming out before that. Um, and my throwback film, I was actually like, debate, I can't think what's wrong, but I think I'm gonna go for American Psycho. So have you seen that? The, uh, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, 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 yeah. It is a crazy film. It's one of those, and it's only because we've been talking about the sort of financial side of things when you said the 80s, and it's based around that sort of yuppie late 80s yeah. era working in the financial world, that competitive sort of alpha male type. Crazy. Very, very crazy film. I remember it, it, it does kind of split opinions, that film. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I quite like it. I quite like it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my throwback film and throwback song. Do you know? I just had to Google uh, my throwback song because I had the lyrics in my head. I heard someone do a they used the they used the the music for it on a more recent song, and I was listening as I was listening to it. I was like, oh man, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? They did this, but it's a uh, Jay Z from the Blueprint. Mum loves me. Mum loves me. Pop left me. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so that'll be my my throwback song. Oh, can I just say, Go on. I can't add that on the playlist because uh, Jay-Z doesn't have his tracks on Spotify. The hell? Yeah. Really not? No, because he owns Tidal in it, so he's kept them all Tidal exclusive. Jay-Z, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you're a big he's fan. A friend, friend of the show. Right? Fix up, brother. Fix up. You can't be doing this. Uh, but yeah, and uh, my, my throwback uh, movie... Because uh, I actually competed at a tournament last weekend for the first time in like four years. Uh, and uh, even though I was gassed by the end of the first round, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I went back to my coach, who is a legend, and he's like, right, Lewis, you're throwing that back kick. You know, you're throwing a hook kick. Change it up to a back kick. You're going to land it every time. You know, you, you, you're out timing him. You got it. You know, you're doing well. I was like, coach, <laughs> that ain't going to happen, man. That ain't going to happen. He's like, why not? I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. He's like, cool, so yeah, I made it through, but yeah.